hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. I'm here with my, yeah, doing hood rat shit with my hood rat friends on the Planet Comedy Podcast. I'm the host, Kyle Rich. I'm joined by a friend of mine from college, uh, active service member, yes. Not anymore. Not Um, anymore. I was from 2012 to 2015, then I was in the National Guard from 2015 to 2018, Uh, did the delayed entry program, so hell, I have a technically a, another year in before i even went to basic training um so yeah so just a little under a little over seven years i think military service altogether. um yeah no my name's uh philip hubbard uh retired retired uh medically discharged from the indiana national guard in 2018 um, got married. Oh God, Rachel's gonna be so mad if she hears this because I don't remember exactly when. Uh, March twenty twenty one. Oh, look at yep, you. Yep. March twenty twenty one. Don't remember the exact date. Please don't kill me. Um, you are the apple of my eye and the sunshine of my life. I love you so much. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. No, um, did uh, theater in college? That's how, how we I, met. That's how we met. Um, originally met, I think, in a in an English class or a speech class. Oh, a speech class. That's speech right. We had class. speech together. And then we... Uh, and then you convinced me to take theater because we were both fucking film nerds. Yes. We got to talking about movies and you were like, oh, you are also a freak. Yeah, and you should come do this with me. And I was like, okay. It's like uh, it's like making oh, a movie, did. except you get instant gratification from the audience. Guys and dolls. That's right. Guys and dolls. I'll be in my trailer. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. Oh man, you were the lead. I was the lead. First time I had been an actor on stage since eighth grade, and I was uh, that was what 2016, like eight years or something crazy like that. Something almost. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, got the lead in old Sky Masterson. You did. Obadiah. You were it was beautiful. You played it perfectly. Obadiah Masterson. <laughs> Obadiah. It's my real name. That's my real <laughs> name. My actual, my actual legal name. name. Um No, that was super fun. I just got back. Done. Yeah, you just, yeah, got, just back. got back. Yeah, you if you want to get returned to the get United the, States, sir. Get into the meat and potatoes of the uh, whole thing. We can get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, yeah, I figured you'd be all right. I had that. Things we, I could ask you to, you never felt warmed up, but we can get. Oh yeah, no, dude. Um, yeah, let's we can we can we can roll back. Let's let's take a step good. back for a minute. You're good on the, but you just got back from the Ukraine, which I guess we could talk about later. We can talk about dude, now. Yeah, we can talk about. Let's talk about it now. We already, about it now. It's already been there. Cat's oh, yeah. out of the bag. Just got back from the wildest situation I think I've ever seen. So I have the whole thing covered down here. Everything that's been going on. Oh sweet! Would you look at that, man? Um, I came prepared. Good. I'm glad. Um, man. But what was it like over there for you personally, first things first? For me personally, well, let's start from the beginning. So it started with a phone call. Um, my buddy, One-Legged Bob from Jersey. He called me and he said, hey, man. This is around, uh, I think, like the 26th. So it was like right after the invasion, he called and he's like, uh, so, hey, man, we might be trying to get some people together to go to Ukraine and see if we can do something about their situation. And I was like, all right, cool. Who's all in? He's like, right now, uh, me and a handful of cats 
uh, all from uh, this school that we went to in Colorado for um, executive protection and uh, security work. So some dudes that I knew or at least had heard about in a professional setting and um, and my buddy uh, Dan, who was actually an instructor at that fucking school. Um, so by the time it was all worked out, we had everything figured out. We were going to go there, leave the country on April 15th to head to Ukraine. By the time we got to April 15th, the only people that were actually going to go to Ukraine were me and Dan from a potential squad of 12. So did you guys get there before or after the missile strike on the train station? Um, we were actually going to leave from Poland to cross the border. Um, what was it? The day... I got into Poland the day that they hit the train station in Lviv. Wow. Uh, so yeah, me and Dan decided then that we were going to go by car to cross the border. Just by, <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Station. Jesus Christ. Yeah, even though uh, when we... Horrifying. Well, you want to talk about close calls by by missing big places and events by just a handful of days. Um, as the story continues, we, we I got another pretty pretty good one for you too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so we get to Poland. We spend uh, three nights and two days there. Lovely. Yeah, uh, Poland's all right. My biggest issue with Poland is uh, customs and immigrations and dealing with fucking their postage service is absolutely terrible. Um, when it's small organized crime, they call it the mafia. When it's large organized crime, they call it the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it makes me upset because Ukraine is not um, in the European Union yet, and they want to be. They want to be NATO and everything else, too. And they're like, we want to be European so bad. I was like, guys, you can be so much better than Europeans. You can be so much better than Europeans. You can be such better. Well, in their defense, all this is happening, and they're just like, this kind of (laughs) sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I think this is probably the driving force in that we want to be Europeans. They're just like, yeah, we would just like to not have Russia randomly drop bombs on us anymore. No shit, dude. I mean, and this is... But hey, man, they're they're really putting up a, a hell of a stand against what is essentially a, a, you know, a nuclear power. I mean, um, at the start of this conflict, Russia went from being, like, the second greatest standing army in the world, and now they're not even the second greatest army in Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, they lost six months of progress and a week and a half right before uh about right before i came back over here actually jesus um yeah the uh, ukrainian counteroffensive was uh really good fantastic they did a phenomenal job um and they're still doing a really good job i definitely don't think russia's gonna win you don't think so no, I don't know how long the conflict's going to last. I'd like to be hopeful and say done by the end of next year. But the end of next I mean, year. That's, I mean, I'm being, I'm being, being optimistic. ridiculously yeah. optimistic here, man. 
things like these we we joke about it a lot like nobody knew they were in a world war for the first year or two that the wars were happening they're just like wow man everybody's kind of getting involved and then you know about halfway through they're like oh shit i guess it's everybody yeah everybody's involved everybody is involved oh the big one you know <laughs> this is the big one this I... is the, big, the world to end all wars the big one I mean, so so we joke about this being World War Three all the time, and it's like none of us are gonna know until it's either over or halfway over. You're right. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Do you think World War is possible anymore with nuclear weapons? Yeah. Um. And here's how I here's but how just I be like a gentleman's agreement not to use. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of really all the Cold War was was that's a true. gentleman's agreement not to nuke the crap out of the superpowers and then proxy war the shit out of each other. Uh, here's the looking at you, Vietnam, um, and Korea, and Afghanistan, and Iraq, and... <laughs> Insert conflict name here. Um, but no, see, the reason I don't think nuclear weapons is gonna happen, or, uh, sabotage the nuclear power stations or anything like that is... Ukraine is rich in natural resources, right? They've got some of That's the most true. fertile soil in the world and when you go and you invade a country it's because you want what they have it's never because oh well you know they're they're ethnically russian or ethnically this or that or what have you yeah, whatever nonsense that's not reason. no the humanity the humanitarian aspect of it is so minuscule so often so yeah you don't want to nuke that because then then your soil's useless and then you That's know true. you basically just created a a huge problem uh for a temporary quick fix um yeah no i don't think i don't think that uh nuclear weapons would happen the only reason aside from that is that if you're a megalomaniac, you want to rule the world, right? Yeah. There's no point in ruling over the ashes. You don't have subjects. You have no one to see and value and respect your rule or, you know, to be feared by you, which is ultimately what you really want. Um, so, no, you're going to keep that fear alive by threatening all this, yeah, all this nuclear destruction nonsense. and just don't, just don't deliver. Also, if the Ruskies did want to fuck around and find out or the North Koreans or whoever... Come on, man. Look at what NATO weapons are doing to Russian weapons and their military right now. And they're not even being used by people who are, like, that's their sole purpose to, like, use this weapon. Uh, they're being used by Ukrainians who have been trained in, like, the quickest crash courses that we could, the, I say we as in the United States, not me personally. I've not been involved with any, like... Uh, training of HIMARS or anything like that because I wasn't a HIMARS guy so I don't know anything about them um, but I, I doubt I doubt there would even be they'd never they'd never make landfall I don't think that's another thing is that we would shoot all their nukes out of the sky which would be cool, but at the same time, like, well, what happens if we shoot the nuke in the sky and it explodes and now the atmosphere is fucking irradiated? Now we've got an even bigger problem than we did if it was just a ground burst nuclear explosion. So I really don't think uh, nuclear weapons are... The move? The move. I don't think that's the move, man. Uh, for real. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that would prevent 
like not the content of conflict in Ukraine, obviously, because, but like conflict directly between like United States and Russia, I don't think will ever happen because of that. Um, like I don't think we will ever be in a war with Russia. First off, we would absolutely win. Anyone who thinks otherwise is yeah, being ridiculous. Of, they're being fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, believing the same propaganda that Putin believed seven months ago. Yeah, and now look where we're at. <laughs> I was about to say, anyone I told people for years, I was like, listen, if you think the Russian military is an actual threat to the United States military, you you do not understand. How the United States military works. <laughs> well, dude, here's the whole thing, too. While I was in the military, so I was in the military um, during a transitional period from counterinsurgency or coin operations back to force on force, which is uh, what they did all during the Cold War and stuff like that, um, which is training to fight a near peer threat and all near peer means is they also have night vision they also have thermal optics and they've got fancy pants jets and like they got the same stuff that we have except it's you know soviet okay soviet um it's not soviet well i mean it's soviet now because (laughs) the russian federation is trying to get the trying to get the band back together um at least that's the way it looks or the way yeah, to look true. through this whole invasion, flying all those crazy flags and I mean, that's what he wants. Yeah, he's been pretty open about like that's his that's the move. He's like, I'm going, I'm going to reunite the Soviet Union. And yeah, I'm just like yeah, but you're not though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say what what is what is Soviet Union two electric boogaloo really gonna look like for you, man? I mean, the Soviet Union didn't do too hot. The first go around, and most people were super in at the first go around. Yeah, if I was in on board. At this point, you're just gonna have a bunch of countries who hate you. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, you got to think is like everybody that survived the first iteration of the Soviet Union remembers how shitty it was. Yeah, they're all so like, they're not really jonesing to go back. <laughs> they're not like you know what I really missed the boot of Russian oppression. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> You guys remember all those years that we didn't have any food to eat for like four months? Let's just do that again. Yeah, that was super fun. We lost a lot of weight though, you know, so nothing uh We were looking looking fit, guys. Looking fit. No, I I really have respected like the Ukraine's ability to completely ruin oh, they're on my camera. That was fast. Uh-huh. The batteries on those are not trustworthy. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Minor I used to have technical difficulties. I, I used to have another one of these, but it got dropped, and that was depressing. That was a sad day. Ugh, man, I've I've always thought about doing something like this, like a podcast or a little YouTube channel or whatever. But cameras are fucking expensive. They really are. <laughs> this setups really and stuff are. are expensive. This is not a. Uh, my hats off to anybody that really tries to do. It's not a cheap endeavor. One of these. No. No. But. All right. Okay. So April 15th rolls around. We finally get into Ukraine. It takes us about three days and two nights to get to our first, like, final destination. Um, We are headed to Mykolaiv. Or Nikolaiv, as they call it in Russia. But it shares a border with the Kherson Oblast. And if any of you guys listening at home or been uh playing along on your maps since february uh kherson is the 
last like major uh city held by uh, Russia in the south I'll consider like the southwest or like south central Ukraine um and they've been they've been getting shelled and attacked every single day since February 24th Jesus every single day um they actually repelled uh the invasion got close oh the guys that we linked up with down there they told us uh that they actually saw paratroopers like, like paratroop jumping in. paratroop in um and grabbed all their gear and like went and fought them off really yeah uh they saw a failed um airplane attack run on a, a bridge it was right next to where they were staying um yeah it was absolutely nuts absolutely nuts and that was all you know from the 24th of february we got there in april so two months of constant fighting in that whole region i mean and they're still fighting now really? they're making big pushes in i think i think that's the goal i think the ukrainians want to have control or majority of control of the Kherson oblast before winter really sets in and dude when they talk about Eastern European winters, man, they do not fuck around. Yeah, Before I kidding, came huh? back over here, it was already cold there. And it's it was like 70 degrees Fahrenheit today. That's like oh, like yeah, it's 20, beautiful today. 23 Celsius. It's gotten there. down to 30 a couple times here. Yeah, it's gotten like pretty chilly. It's pretty chilly. And when I took the bus from Denver back here, and every time we stopped in Nebraska or anywhere like where you just got the sheer wind was... It's cold. It's getting chilly. But uh yeah, no, dude, it's getting it's cold getting brisk over It's there. cold cold over there. It's getting cold cold over there. And it's it's always like really humid, so like it's a cold that just seeps into you, man. Get you in the bones. Oh god. So were you guys in like one place or did you move around? So we moved around a lot. Uh okay, so uh, uh, <laughs> we keep getting off. We do get on tangents. Yeah. Um so when we get So I figured we tack we probably you were probably right. Good idea to tackle this first. Oh yeah. Uh, so we would get, so we got to Lviv. Mm-hmm. It was me, Dan, um, and the driver. He does uh, supply stuff and humanitarian work also. Uh, so we just got on with him as he was doing a round from uh, the border to Lviv to Odessa and then Mikolaiv. And then he was going to go back to Lviv essentially to do it all over again. And he just runs supplies and uh, people like me and Dan trying to get from fucking place to place to help out. People are, you know, down with the cause. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we spend the night in Lviv, eat great food, play uh, Mortal Kombat on some dude's PlayStation 3 or 4. I don't remember which one it was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It's actually helped us learn uh, some of the Cyrillic alphabet, actually. <laughs> any any way you can. Hey, man. That's any way a, you can. That's a beautiful promotion of video games right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, are, we are in no way sponsored by Mortal Kombat, but uh, if you guys are listening. That would be great. Get over here. And if you're, if you're listening, by just by chance. Just by chance. Yeah. Uh, we would be more than happy to fight uh, Jason Voorhees in your next game. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. This is 
Jason Voorhees for Halloween, baby. Um, but you guys were playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we were playing Mortal Kombat. We had this stuff called Green Borscht. Ooh. Borscht? I still... I've never... I've been in Ukraine for like six months and I still can't figure out if Borscht has a T at the end or not. Uh, I don't think it does. B-O-R-S-C-H. I was about to say. I think, oh, I nope. It does have a T at the end. Get wrecked. Yeah, is. dude. That shit was delicious. Really? Um, yeah. And that was the only time I ever had it. They were like, oh, no, it's super popular on this side of Ukraine. I've been back to Lviv a bunch of times and never, ever have seen this anywhere. Um, haven't seen it anywhere. Uh, that being said, though, traditional red borscht, that shit is fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. That shit, that shit is good. Fire. That shit is fire. So you ate some delicious food. Oh, man, dude. And some of the best foods you've ever had. Ooh, that uh, does, now that. Dude, I'm talking like. The the freshest, best produce you've ever had. The best bread you've ever had. Because the. the I don't know what's up with the soil there, man. But, dude, they make some amazing food. They grow some amazing plants. Really? I believe that. Their, their soil is super fertile. There's, I mean, that's the whole reason I don't know how to say loses it. their mind. Yeah, I don't know how to say it in Ukrainian, which is unfortunate. But they've got an old. Uh, an old saying that's essentially like if you plant a spade in the ground it will grow that's awesome yeah there what a what's confident group of people dude a resilient group of people oh, yeah. they, uh, mean, there's another famous ukrainian saying again i can't say it in ukrainian but uh <laughs> it is it's yeah, something yeah. about it'll get better somehow <laughs> <laughs> that is a so so that is like, a saying like of people keep, <laughs> who have been through it Keep calm and carry on, or, you know, uh, this too shall pass. They're like, eh, it'll get better somehow. Yeah, <laughs> it shit, ain't always going to be this bad. This shit will get worse. This shit will work out. Yeah, it'll work itself out. It always does. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Rush it back on that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this, looks, this does look super good. Oh, it's delicious. I got to figure out how to make it. Um delicious borscht mm. so you got to eat the borscht got to eat the borscht got, did the you win the mortal Kombat tournament uh, oh pfft, no 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 this ukrainian dude this smalled all of you smoked all of us dude. really yeah, it was his was main bad. give me that like who did he play with or was it just a was it he just so good that he was just like he was good with everybody but he mained he mained uh sub-zero of course of course <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about it towards the end of there. I was like, I bet you if he wasn't Sub-Zero, he probably wouldn't be doing so good. But no, he did a... It was good. We left there, traveled from there the, like, 12 hours to Odessa. So that took all day on the road. And Odessa, we stayed the night with this guy that lived in Russia. He was born in eastern Ukraine, lived there, moved to Russia, started a business, lived in Russia for a while and then moved out of Russia in, like, 2019 or something, because he was like, this is... Ridiculous. Yeah, shit's getting out of hand, I'm out. It's getting wild. Moved to Odessa, but he's a he's a hippie. A total head. Um, LSD festivals, like, that whole chestnut was a dude we stayed with. I'm yeah, actually on his YouTube walk. channel. Oh. He was like, how do you feel about the medical aspects of hallucinogens? And I was like, oh, buddy. You were like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, uh, you know what? I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I did. We went we went live on his YouTube channel for all seven people in his audience. Most of his audience, to be fair, are Ukrainian and Russian speaking um, peoples. So yeah. having two English guys or English speaking guys on your show is not going to do a lot for you. God, they're, they're Ukrainian speaking people. So they're just watching you two speak English. And they're just like, I don't know what they're talking about, but it looks fascinating. And it's like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I think that guy said drugs a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm down. Yeah, I'm down to continue to listen to whatever they have to say. I'm down to listen to what That guy's hair is so long. It looks like he does a bunch of LSD. I do not do a bunch of LSD. I do not. I do not. I did not I have. You. I do not freebase. Cocaine. <laughs> oh, Bill. No, man. Um, so I did not inhale. Did you guys hang out in Odessa for a while? Or no. Just we stayed for, for a little bit and bounce. Like maybe six hours. Long enough to sleep, wake up in the morning, and then go to Mikolive. Okay. And then once we got to Mikolive, that's where me and Dan stayed for our first two and a half, three-ish months in country. Dang. Um, doing uh, mostly acting as medics for this group of Ukrainian volunteers. Only a handful of them were actually in the Ukrainian military. The rest of them were all civilians um, who were just like, you know, it's my fucking home. I mean, I'm that's not gonna... how most people are. I mean, the wildest thing to me was to watch like famous Ukrainian athletes just bounce, like just straight up leave. Um, the guy and go back to the Ukraine and fight the, uh, the explosives expert. That's what I'll call him. Or we use movies, cool guy, Hollywood action terms, our explosive expert, uh, call sign Rico. Um, he was actually in, I think, uh, Slovakia or something Slovakia. Uh, like, like working, doing like traveling odd jobs here and there, just kind of hanging out. February 24th, saw the invasion. He was like, all right, dude. Uh, I'm in. Thanks for the job, but I'm going to be thumbing my way back to fucking Ukraine now to uh, to do the do. Uh, so, yeah, that happened to him. Um, the guy that led our, led our group, he was fighting. He's been fighting the Russians since 2014. Uh, when all of this officially actually oh, yeah. started, if you ask the Ukrainians, this shit's been going on since annexed, then when they annexed Crimea. Crimea. Yeah. And they were like, and all that nonsense. There's some of them like, it's on. Well, there was <laughs> another guy in that squad with us um, who fought the Russians in Georgia in 2008, fought the Russians in. Uh, again in 2014 and is doing it now like almost his entire adult life has been spent fighting the fighting the ruskies dang yeah i love how you call them the ruskies that's yeah dude better it. dead than red man <laughs> to quote rose namayunas <laughs> um yeah man um so you were there with some people who were interned they were in Oh, yeah, dude. Um, everybody there was there f for... For the long haul. For the long haul, yeah. There's um, So we left for those guys. And so while we were down there in Mikolaib, our first two and a half months, it's important to know, because I will start talking about the NGO 
that I'm a part of and stuff. But it's important to note that like what I did my first two and a half months yeah. down there, I was not associated with the guys that I'm with now. Um, the name of our NGO is Dark Horse Allies. We have a website, um, 501c3, the whole shebang. Um, donations and stuff. And I'll, and I'll do a good like real actual plug for, for us later on. But um, yeah, so when I was first down there and we were doing all sorts of stuff on the front, I wasn't with them. It was just me and Dan. Damn. Um, well, it was me and Dan and those Ukrainians and like one other American dude that ultimately lied to get me and Dan down there because our initial goal, the whole reason we went in the first place, where we were going to do um, advanced work, going to try to, because we didn't know what to expect, right? We didn't know if this was going to be like in Afghanistan or Iraq type situation. Yeah. You we're know, like, you went like, over there and you can pretty on. much like it's fair game. It's the Wild West. Um <clears throat> It's not the case. We were uh, surprised, uh, pleasantly so sometimes, um, frustratingly so um, at others, that it was actually so. Everything's still fairly, like, put together, um, uh, infrastructure-wise goes. So, yeah, it's not – you can't just go over there now um, willy-nilly and just, you know, be like, ah, oh, fuck, give me a gun and point me, in, point me to where the Ruskies are, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It ain't like it used to be. It ain't like it was. Um, so when we were down there originally, our whole goal was to set up, uh, we were going to try to do, um, humanitarian routes for like evacuations and, um, aid supply runs and stuff like that. Uh, that, um, ended up not being required of us, um, we went down there originally to train people in, um, me and Dan, to train people in small unit tactics and medical. And this guy, Griff, who beat us to Ukraine by a month. So he was there like March 17th. And we got there on April 15th. Um, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Link up with me. We do all that stuff. These guys are like special forces. They'll just take you on two missions to make sure you're, you know, you're worth a damn. And then we'll do training and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, all right, cool. That is not at all how that worked out. <laughs> that is not what <laughs> The lie detector test determined that that was a lie. Maury, I told you, dog, I told you this hoe was up to no good. This hoe was up to no good. <laughs> um, so we got down there. And it was pretty much mission after mission after mission after mission after mission. It's like fucking almost the whole two and a half months straight. Um, we did do some training. Um, but me and Dan were the only people that were like the, for the longest time, were the like last call like medical dudes like before you had to go to a doctor. Um, and I was not a medic in the military. My military background is a 19 Delta Cavalry Scout. So I did light and armored reconnaissance oh. um i know t triple t triple c or tactical combat casualty care um tactical emergency casualty care uh combat lifesavers and that kind of stuff um but our soldiers are so much more well trained than the next military because all of our guys are supposed to know like the initial first life-saving steps and stuff like that so what we did is we went down there we provided that and we trained them up on how to do that we ran missions 
And then we ran into two other Americans who... I'll try my best not to name drop a whole lot of people, but I'll name but I'll name drop these two guys because A, they never expressed any uh grievances with having their names known, and also they're kind of shitbags. He <laughs> <laughs> said also you guys kinda suck. Yeah, they're kind of shitbags. So uh one other one of these guys' his name was Mike, the other guy's name was Chase. Um, they linked up with Griff, got into contact somehow uh, down there, and uh, ended up coming to work with us. Damn. Um, All right. Chase was a self-proclaimed world-class hunter. He wanted to be a sniper. Guy was a f- fucking douchebag. Like, oh. a, just a total douchebag. Um, he ended up leaving after we left, but he ended up leaving. Um, Mike ended up, uh, just going off of the rails, uh, essentially, and, uh, kind of lost it. Um, they had to, like, started drinking real bad and doing a bunch of other stuff. It was, yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad deal. But the good thing that came out of meeting Mike is I got to meet these guys that we, um, that we're working with now. Um, originally they started, uh, a little NGO called Catalan that was supposed to provide, um, training, medical aid and stuff like that yeah, just to Ukrainian civilians and military. Probably, probably and similar it similar thing you Yeah, similar, like almost the exact same thing yeah. we were going to do. Their board fell apart. People that ended up, people that were working with them and for them and stuff couldn't come through so what we did is we pulled a dark horse out of their out of their ashes so we went to Lviv after that first two and a half months and then me and Dan linked up with these guys did some trial work with them and then with dark horse allies what we do is we um, provide humanitarian aid and training to Ukrainian uh, civilians and sometimes to their military, but we try to mostly focus on um, the medical training aspect of civilians. We do civilian extractions uh, from villages that uh, still require that, so places closer to the east. So there's a lot of villages out in like Dnipro and Donetsk and Luhansk that, like, when all this stuff uh, started. The rush or the Ukrainian military presence like wasn't wasn't big there, right? So there was no fighting, so they didn't really have to leave. The Russians just showed up. And they were like, "All right, well, this kind of sucks. Um, we'll leave if we can, or we'll just deal with it." As the Ukrainian advance moves forward and pushes the Russians back, now their villages are, you know, in stuck some in of those fighting. like stuck in the fighting. So they they don't want to be there. Wouldn't have been there in the first place if they if they could have helped it. Um, so we go in and we get people out and stuff like that, um, deliver, uh, supplies throughout the country, but we worked, um, and all over the place. You asked me earlier, where have I been <laughs> all over, dude? I did a mental health brief in Ternopil. I trained a unit in Skole, in Rivni, in Ooh. Kiev, in, um, 
where we worked with a unit for a little bit in Odessa. We tried to go back down to Mikalive again to reestablish some stuff a little more formal. It didn't quite uh, pan out down there um, the second go around, but that's okay. We're working on it. Everything's going the way it yeah, everything's uh going the way you expected it. Everything's kind of going the way we were expecting it, really. Um, you already said you, you thought was when, and you think the Ukrainians would have pushed him away. Oh, dude, I well, and a lot of things have been said and thrown around, but uh, back in May, it might have been even earlier than that, but I think in May, Zelensky said that they're not stopping until they get Crimea back. So I really Damn. think I really think the Ukrainians have fucking have had enough. And I mean, and this is this is one of those cultural war things that have been going yeah. on since fucking viking times man um with the kievan rus and all that other stuff this is a this is like a scottish versus english versus irish kind of like situation kinda this is a just, thing that's like it's in the blood yeah at this point it's just there's been so much go on that it just it can't be let go of yeah it kind of feels like oh. i don't understand why they feel the way they feel though do you do you uh live like people can people watch this too yeah 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 so if i send you uh that uh dark horse allies dot org whatever pull the uh pull the website up yeah you can look and uh kind of see what we're about because uh that's really what we're trying to do now is raise awareness because what um, is it dark horse allies dot org Oh, that is us. There we go. We'll get a a quick screen record in for this. Oh, 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 look at that. I have the technology. I've made a little little bit of an investment. I have the power. (laughs) As you guys can see here, the home page for DarkHorseAllies.org. So this is the, I would assume, you have a... Yeah, so uh, so the request support is um, I'm not I push the uh, tell you to pull up the website. And I'm not even good at using the website, but uh, you can request assistance um, on our website uh, directly. You can also donate on our website directly with that big donate button. Uh, so we've got sort of um, like a subscription service type deal. So Ooh. you can donate um, as little as seven dollars a month. Um, to help keep this keep this dream alive, but really, what we need are um, our vehicles. It's really hard to do uh, civilian evacuations and uh, supply runs On when foot. your vehicles are breaking down all the time, or you just don't have any. Um, so yeah, we're looking at realistically realistically and how brass tax a little money we could use um pretty much all the all the uh financial support we can get uh because this is a non-profit it is all um donation based but if we could get just like ten thousand dollars a month to sustain yeah, it that would be coming nice. from all over the place uh that would be enough to probably keep us going until indefinitely the the until the end of the conflict for sure and 
Dark Horse Allies isn't going anywhere even after this conflict because, I mean, look at the state of the world. There's conflict all over. Oh, yeah, there's there's people everywhere. all over the world that need um, help like this. And so my family, it's really difficult uh, for them to wrap their minds around this. Um, had a conversation with my sister on the phone the other day, actually, about it. They yeah. were like, well, this was going on in Syria. Why didn't you do anything then? This was going on and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Now, <clears throat> well, Syria, in 2014, when this happened originally and when Syria and ISIS and everything was going crazy, I was still in the Army, right? I didn't have the opportunity to go on my own. Um, when I got out, things weren't easy. I didn't have the um, ability to really... You go out and do something like this. Do something meaning, meaningful. This wasn't an option for you back then. Yeah, this was not an option for me then. So now now that it is, now that I'm in a place, and like, I feel that I've got the ability, the training, and the know-how to share with people and, and really make a difference. And so rarely in our lives do we get to see a clear distinction between right and wrong. And regardless of whether you think it's NATO expansion or Russian aggression or whatever, the the invasion of another sovereign country in this day and age, it's wrong. That is clearly a wrong. The deliberate targeting of civilian infrastructure and... Uh, civilian um, populated areas like that's that's wrong those are those are fucking war crimes yes. those are actual like real war crimes. real <laughs> war crimes tragic tragic events um and if you're in a position to do something about it you should do something about it we're we're so past the time in our lives as like a societal whole that like we shouldn't be letting shit like this happen yeah like the un exists to stop shit like this from happening nato exists to stop shit like this from happening like where were those institutions in place so long ago um to prevent things like this how do your hands get tied like that's your whole job is to prevent global confrontation and and this exact scenario and and the, here it is happening all around us um but yes um and it's it's nice to see too over there though that like just because you see the absolute worst that humanity is capable of with war crimes and the torturing of captured soldiers and stuff it's nice to see too though that there is the best of humanity over there people trying to do their part make a fucking a difference many times people say it's like oh well you're just one person or you're just 10 guys or you're just this like how do you how will that make a difference i was like you'd be shocked man what yeah <clears throat> just you, a few people being willing to go over there and you know essentially risk your lives for people you've never met just because you think something's wrong, I mean, you'll surprise. You'll be surprised what they could do for people's not only, like their will to live, all kinds of things like that. Exactly my point. Um, so I often, when people say that to me, I often bring up like an analogy of 
Well, think about it like picking up trash, right? If ever if every person just picks up like one piece of trash, that's nine billion pieces of trash off the planet or whatever in one in one go around. Like just off of the, off of the ground. I'm not saying we're like launching in space, like getting rid of trash yeah. off of like the planet as a whole. But you know what I mean. Picking up litter, um, you'll you'll get the same thing. It's like yeah, I'm just one person, but I'm I'm making a difference, and I can show people that you can make a difference. You can don't be discouraged by naysayers and saying that you're just one person you're just a handful of people like if everyone thinks that then nothing gets done that's that's the problem with that mindset exactly you have to be the change you want to see in the world or or it's never gonna happen sorry (laughs) no you're good i i agree with you one thousand percent and i think what you guys are doing over there is First off, and like a very noble endeavor, you guys are the fact that you just loaded up and headed over to help these people that are caught in, like you said, something that I think is kind of a, a you know a humankind. We thought we were past this idea that you could conquer other human beings, essentially. Yeah, that was. I mean, and I was in that same camp too. So, so when I watched all this, because when I wa- I watched the invasion of Crimea happen on Live Leaks and World Star, while I was deployed in in the U.S. Army, we kind of thought we were gearing up. We were gonna gear up to go fight the Ruskies. And, and um, that was it. Was you guys yeah? We thought it was like, like, oh shit, this is it, fellas. It's game time, baby. Yeah, game time. Uh, that ended up not being the case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody ended up being like, chill. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Good. But uh, so so it was televised then. We saw it then. We saw all the bullshit then. Uh, And Russia is still using the guise of like, oh, the Ukrainians want this. So I was like, nah, man, you can't. You can't. Oh, well, look what she was wearing jogging at the parking night. Yeah. Ah, she wanted this. It's like, nah, dude. Like, nobody wants to be invaded, you, you jackass. I mean, now that's a, it's a, a, a dark similarity, but I, I mean, mean it, it fits though. Fits though. I mean, they just kind of, un, you know, unapproved, unprovoked, just kind of started a war. Yeah. Essentially, special military operation. <laughs> You gotta love it. You gotta love the phrasing. Yeah, man. The the Russians will coat anything in bullshit in an effort to sell it back to their own people or to anybody else. This is not a war, right? We are we've not declared war. We're just using our military to forcefully remove, you know, take over our country. Yeah, we're just we're just using our military to demilitarize uh, some of our neighbors. <laughs> Um, in this special demilitarization, denazification of, of Ukraine. Ukraine. I mean, yeah. I mean. And so, yeah, I'll go out. I'll go out and say that too. I didn't meet any Nazis when I was in Ukraine. The most racist person I met in Ukraine was actually a. Uh, an old retired marine from maryland <laughs> what a shock <laughs> yeah what a shocker an old white guy from maryland was the most racist dude in ukraine 
Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, <laughs> this dude. Oh man, that guy was a trip. He doesn't work with he doesn't work with Dark Horse allies either. Um, he just happened to. I'm sure he just be, to be tied up with this unit that we were also yeah. asked to train. Uh, so yeah, he is also not affiliated with us. Well, uh, yeah, if I figured. But we, I mean, we listen, don't do, we don't deal with the old every the, once in a while. You just guys have to accept you encounter some interesting people. Oh like, man, I'm sure. Like it's just you can't avoid it, and you're in the middle of a war zone. It's not like you can, you know, really call them out for being not a great person you're kind of in the middle of this fucking real serious situation here (laughs) well dude the situation the the situation is so serious that we know a dude in the ukrainian army that stabbed another guy in the ukrainian army because they got drunk and were fighting about a girl they're both still in the ukrainian army yeah so like you can commit assault against your fellow soldier, and they're still not kicking you out because you know there's a war on. So yeah, you can't really go telling uh, telling the racist guy that he's a huge piece of shit and he could kick bricks when the Ukrainians will probably just be like, "You're a piece of shit," but uh, you can you can live in this trench yeah. and fight the Ruskies for us. Yeah, that's that sounds awesome. If that's just what you want to do, yeah, uh, cool. But yeah, he said that's what he wanted to do a lot. He never made any any uh, efforts to go over there and actually, or to go farther east than he was, because where we were at at the time was a uh, Rivney, and it's not it's not a very easternly town. It's still like west of the Dnieper. So as sure. I see up here, you guys are on. All yeah, the we socials. have an Instagram. We've got Facebook. We've got the Twitters. Uh, we're probably gonna have a TikTok. As much as it pains me to say. Uh, in the hey, uh, I'll probably have in the one next, soon myself. Yeah, in the next uh upcoming week, probably have a TikTok by then. And it's um, yeah, we're not very we're not very good at the whole social media thing. We're we're working on that and advertising and everything else. Well, hey, I will absolutely promote you guys on all of my channels on everything I have. Well, hey man, I really appreciate that. That's um, that's huge for us. Really, it is. Um. But yeah, I was going to say, you can see there's things um, on our website shows um, uh, some testimonials and stuff from not only instructors we have that work with us, board members, our board members, um, testimonials from families and stuff that we've already already been able to uh, relocate. So yeah, it's pretty... um, What a beautiful thing you guys are doing over there. It's... And it's different too from like not to you know from we were in our own give you a metaphor metaphorical hand job. Hey man, quite I'll a brave it. thing to do. But so we were, so when we're in the army or like the Marine Corps or the Navy, you're in the military and you deploy. Like they tell you, hey, you're going for these reasons, you're doing whatever. But ultimately, like you don't have the choice. Like you're, you're gonna go regardless. So you're going. Um, but yeah. here it's like. We got to choose this. We could clearly see evil things happening. We could clearly clearly see crimes against humanity, and that's a phrase that I've been searching for since this episode started. Oh, there you go. You can see the crimes against humanity. It's the worst. And, like... 
to be complacent and it's just didn't sit right with you and it's ha- yeah it's, it doesn't sit right with me and it didn't sit right with any of us so we decided to do something about it um and we've had help with um organizations all across not just ukraine but all across uh, america as well um so we left out of colorado me and dan we left out of denver and there's a another ngo out there called um ukrainians of colorado um and through uh their support and help dan and i were able to leave on april 15th with about 18 suitcases big huge luggage like suitcases full of medical supplies and other types of um aid um equipment we were able to bring to ukraine in fact this top picture up there um that i do believe is dan um right behind the back of somebody's yoris at the train station in poland uh where we were going to offload some of those supplies uh we were offloading them only to reload them into the van uh the next day when we were going to uh going to uh ukraine they also have um people that work inside poland that take supplies and stuff like that and redistribute them at the border and it's a huge process it's actually like it's a it's a humanitarian achievement like the likes of which the world has never seen uh going on over there with the world central kitchen and the red cross and everything oh yeah man people i it really shows you that people can come like really can come together when they yeah and they want to yeah um nobody gets uh everybody together like the threat of communism that's very true <laughs> that's uh, very very true but yeah new um it's just it's good i'm glad i've met all of these guys i'm glad i've gotten to do all the things you've gotten to all do. the things i've gotten to do and help who i've gotten to help and the ukrainians man it feels they feel like they just want they want everything everybody else wants. They just want to be, yeah. you know, Basically. left alone and to hang out and chill and make their own choices. Make their own choices. Party with their homies. Uh, shashlik on the weekends. You know, fucking oh, just God. have the have the you know the general the general good time. It's the we're so. I think everybody's just so accustomed to apathy you know what i mean to like to have, being apathetic about these sort of things yeah the well We're it's so not happening to, to me yeah it's not my problem and it's gonna be i mean it's hard to get the west to care especially the american attention span i mean we just got done doing 20 years of conflict and here we are not i mean we're not funding this one directly per se but i mean flirting with it we're flirting we're flirting with with funding it and we're providing uh financial aid and military assistance um but yeah it's just it's a mess man and i don't think it didn't need to be this way and we say that a lot when I, I've said it a whole bunch of times when I was over there, because a lot of times Ukrainians was like, "Why are you here? Why are you not with your family? Why do you care about this?" I was like, "Because this is this Doesn't is wrong. Like... What's happening is is wrong here." Well, and if it was happening to us, you would hope. Yeah, that and that's what people we th- would return the favor. 
we we would say that too sometimes we're like man well we're here to help you guys we feel like if you know if it was happening to us somebody would help now i'm sure a lot of times they're like yeah fuck no dude <laughs> a lot of dudes got got us like we would not go to America no, yeah, if sure you guys were being invaded. When you, when, you guys, when you guys were like, you know, if we were getting invaded and they were like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, dude. You're, no one's invading America. Yeah, no, no one's going to do that. You have the twin moats of the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. Canada's your Canada's your northerly neighbor. And later, and they're just as not a, an aggressive as a mili- as saying as a military power goes, they're like, just like hey, they're man. the only ones hey, in man. North America that like could pose a sort of threat to us. They won't because because we're allies, and uh, Mexico's just... got its got its own stuff to worry about. I don't yeah, think Mexico's they're gearing up to invade anybody. But who knows? I, I, I'm sure there's. You might have a group of conspiracy listeners out there that are like, oh, no, man, this that's what it's about. That's all it's about. <laughs> the Chinese started it, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, listen. Everyone needs something. Everyone believes in something. I, do, I really do think this could be the start of World War Three, as unfortunate as it sounds. To it's take us possible. back to the very, very beginning. It's very, very possible, um, sir. But, but, I mean, yeah, the Russians are buying old some of their old stock back from north korea the north koreans already said they'd give them a hundred thousand troops fucking they're ready iran is got soldiers over in crimea teaching russians how to use their sahid drones um so i mean there are world war three is shaping up it, this it's shaping up the, the to lines, say the least the battle lines are being drawn oh yeah oh so yeah like there's everybody's joining sides yeah i but don't know i don't know who moving, we can move on to happier pastures i guess <laughs> uh yeah that i mean so that pretty like. much wraps it up as as far as that goes with yeah, you just got back didn't you, you just yeah, I got, I back got back October fifteenth. Got back October fifteenth. Uh, hung out 1st. for a couple of days in Denver. Took like a day and a half to travel back here. Uh, came back in town actually because my my brother's wedding. He got married uh, two days ago, twenty ninth. Oh. Got married on the 29th That was a fun wedding. Um, now are you flying back? Now you're leaving here like the fifth, right? I'm flying out of here on the 4th to go back to Denver. Yeah, to see. And then I fly out of Denver either the 5th or the 6th to go back to Poland. And then from there, work our way back into the country. It's going to be so nice when the war is over and you can just fly directly into Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) Then border crossings are getting fucking old. This is getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I understand. Oh, yeah. While you're here, you said you've caught up on a lot of TV. Oh, caught up on tons of it. Um, Outlander, uh, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. Well, you talk, See, how's Rings of Power? Because I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. So, I love the Lord of the Rings movies, and the only book I read, unfortunately, was The Hobbit. So, um, The books are a lot. The books are a lot. Books are a um, lot. Mr. Tolkien sure does love his words. He does love his he, descriptions. He loves That's his descriptions. Uh, which is cool. That's nice, but, uh, but it's all. It's a lot. Makes for a long read. Makes for a long read, especially because at this point, I'm, I'm a younger dude. I'm 29. So at this point, growing up, 
I didn't only have the books as my only option for the Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, like, I, I had, had the movies, like, the extended director's cut I could read this book for a movies. month and a half, or I could spend three hours. Yeah, or I could watch a four-hour movie yeah. of the of the two towers. I almost called it the Twin Towers. I do that every fucking time. <laughs> That's a different kind of movie, sir. It's <laughs> a different kind of movie. They made two Twin Tower movies, by the way. They made two 9-11 movies, and I'm just like, God, what? Dude, they made a lot of 9-11, of 9-11 movies. United yeah. 93, of uh, the Twin Towers, um... God, those are the two biggest ones I can think of because those are the only ones. What's the one about the firefighters? Um, because it's got one of the Jakes in it. Yeah, and then there's one with Nicolas Cage where he's yeah. like the captain of the fire team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. super good. Great all, flicks. All pretty solid. All pretty solid. All real emotional tear jerkers. All really make you want to go fight the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good go down, your, right there, go baby. down to your local recruitment office today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. Have you thought about what Uncle Sam can do for you? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is they're making a, a sequel to Twister. They're making a sequel to what's this one going to be called? Twisters. Twisters. Now, it's oh. Like- Oh well, is, wait. Did James Cameron make the first Twister movie? I can't remember. Because that would make James sense Cameron? because he made uh he made the first Alien and then Aliens, but he didn't fair, direct. He didn't direct Aliens. Be fair, hot take. Aliens or no, is better than no. Alien. James Cameron did Aliens. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott did the first Aliens. That's yeah. my bad. Let's say hot take. Hot aliens hot take. Aliens better, better than, than Alien. alien. Who? I don't know if we can really consider that a hot take. Seeing yeah, how think- both of these movies are like a million by a. Uh, yeah, the best in a million years, by the best by a thousand in the in the franchise. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, Aliens is great, man. Bill Paxton Alien crush, crushes in that movie. Rip oh. f in the chat for, yeah, Bill for Bill Paxton. Also in this movie. Also oh, in Twister. Bill Paxton pretty much crushes every role he's in. I love this movie because I love that Bill Paxton. Like the whole movie, they're like, oh, we have to get this machine in the tornado so we can know what it's going to do. And I'm just like, and meanwhile, Bill Paxton, the whole movie is just like, the tornado's going to go left. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just like, why do we yeah, need right. this machine? He's, he's watching an old fucking wind vane on yeah. a on a barn in bumfuck Kansas. I'm like, I can tell you exactly what the tornado's going to yeah. do. Meanwhile, Helen Hunt acts like this machine is a mush. <laughs> I'm just like, meanwhile, the tornado whisperer sits next to you. Knows exactly what's about to happen. You just act like that's not a big deal. Yeah, right. But I love the movie because it is essential. Like, I don't think it's a great movie, but it's essential 90s nostalgia. Oh, no, dude. It is probably one of the best films of that decade. 100%. Hands down. Hands down. Because, well, think about it. How well it really actually stands up to today's standards. If we're not looking at a, if you're not looking at a, um, Here's what I'll say. About at an acting, at an acting oh, yeah. standpoint, but if you look at it through visual and um, special effects, it holds up oh, yeah, pretty, really well. pretty well, man. It's a pretty quality flick. Even acting, like Helen Hunt's not bad in this movie. She's really good. Yeah. Her and Bill Paxton are good as the leads, but they have a lot of side characters that don't do a lot. Like the uh, the the bad guy uh, tornado chasers. That was kind of weird. That <laughs> that part didn't need to happen. That was some hokey. 90s 
era nonsense that just like, oh, we're making a movie and it's got Bill Paxton. We got to have some bad guys. I do love the tornadoes are good enough bad guys. As somebody that lives in the Midwest, trust me, fucking tornadoes Tornadoes are good enough bad guys on their own. Scary. Okay. (laughs) As someone who lives in a place that has tornadoes, they're fucking scary. Yeah. You don't need any more. You don't need the evil storm chasers. All right, in the black vans. I was like, all right, this is a little much. Although it was super sweet to watch them get wrecked. That was pretty cool. That was pretty oh, nifty. I, I guess it wouldn't have been as sad. Like, it would have made you more sad if they wrecked Storm Chasers that you didn't hate. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. It was just well, I another mean, little group of Storm Chasers that were like, oh, thanks, Bill Paxton, well, and then they just got murdered. Yeah, but let's think, what, other, what other disaster movies was Bill Paxton in? Wasn't he in uh, I don't know. Wasn't he in one of the volcano-y ones also from the 90s? Mm, maybe. Bill Paxton uh, was in Tombstone? Yeah, he's um, he's one of God. What's he's one of Wyatt Earp's buddies. I just can't remember which one he is. Uh, he's you know he he's not Doc Holliday or Wyatt Earp, so you don't really <laughs> so remember it doesn't any really... of that movie. He doesn't really. Well, what well, Billy Bob Thornton's the uh is in that movie, and every time somebody tells me, I always forget. But he's the uh, he's Stephen like, Lang is in that movie. Yeah, so many Stephen Lang is in that movie. Yeah, he's Ed or whatever his name is. Oh, jeez. Dude, I, so many people I, are in Tombstone. It's such a great movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how you know Val Kilmer and uh, Kurt Russell really killed it is because I'm just like, yeah, it's not Wyatt Earp or Doc yeah. Holliday, so you just completely forget that he's yeah. in the movie. What a movie Tombstone is. I don't think – I can't remember all the – I don't know. He might not have been. He's He's got quite the long in Tommy Lee Jones and Volcano? Uh, not that one. Maybe I'm thinking Pierce Brosnan in the one about Mount St. Helens. Ooh, you might be right. Um, God, so many disaster movie. movies came out in that Dante Speak. in that era. Yeah, Dante Speak. Quality flick. Quality, quality flick. flick. Quality, quality so, movie. So Twisters, Twisters. Is yeah, Helen so, Hunt gonna be in Twisters? Uh, there's no actors attached to it, and the only but there's no directors. It's not a big thing about. It's like there's just it's in production. So it's gonna suck, yeah, probably. But I, I my concern it's never getting about out of production. Sucking. Is, well, here's the thing: the director that attached just directed Prey was originally Ooh, attached to it. So did you watch that? Prey was so. Prey good. was amazing. Prey was magical. All right, this is a great movie. Second best Predator movie, I would say, and I don't like a lot of the Predator movies. I like so Predator, obviously the first one, obviously. Predators, I liked a lot when they took like the oh, where they the convict him? dudes yeah. and dropped them onto the onto the cool. predator hunting planet. I liked that one, um, and Prey. Yeah, Prey's that's pretty much super it. Super good. Prey is really. And good. then the Alien versus Predator movies, I'm a fan of just because they're they're good. They're good, you know. They're good cheesy action fun. horror cheesy fun. Um, so I'm a big fan of those. But I mean, I love all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and that's exactly what they are. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just you're not getting any, you know, any Academy Awards. No, uh, from from the from the Friday franchise. And see, that's what I kind of think. That's why I don't think Twisters will be good because I think Twister, in a way, they were like they were a movie that understood what was up there. Like we're a disaster movie with some pretty. They're good a disaster actors. movie, but they knew what they were doing because they. I'm pretty sure it got some nominations for like oh, sure technical aspects yeah. of of the Academy. See, that's what I think you should do if you're going to be in a disaster movie, like. Just have decently charismatic actors. A, if you here's the big thing: well, have a decent script. Have a yeah, have a good script, and then great effects. 
mm-hmm. and you will kill at the box. Office. Your disaster movie needs needs the good effects. Um, that's because I mean that's what it's all about. Volcano, really Ooh, good effects. Really good effects. Um, Dante's Peak, really good effect. Um, Twister, all the twisters look fantastic. Even the cow, the cow, even the cow still holds up. Yeah, the cow in holds Twister. up. When they drive through the house is one of the coolest things. I've ever seen in a movie to this day. Oh yeah, because they Man. did that shit. Well, see, that's the thing you don't get out of like a lot of effects anymore. Is like everyone, everyone loves visual effects and stuff now. But it seems because if you if you so don't do it fun. right, if you don't do it right, visual effects are just a cheap cop out. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is like if you want good visual effects, it's going to be expensive and time consuming. When you can get the same thing out of practical effects for probably going to cost about the same though it's really a it's, it's probably comes down to a budget if you thing. have a good effects if, expert yeah probably yeah, you want because you can have horrible practical so effects and you can have horrible visual effects or you can spend top dollar to have a good quality of both and like the thing about visual effects is you don't want it to distract from the shot you don't want someone to be like oh well there's a visual effect whether it's good or bad your yeah. the job is not to really be noticed it's supposed to be natural and that's the same with a good uh with special effects too it's like supposed to be natural it's supposed to look realistic that's why i like uh practical effects i'm a big practical effect guy yes um, big well, practical same. effects guy. I'm, i've always been a thunderous practical effects person i've always said practical effects are the way to go even bad practical effects are memorable oh yeah when you have something awful like that Although I have to say that that's what makes Friday the Thirteenth movies as a Friday the Thirteenth fan, or the practical effects are so good. Oh yeah. God, what is his name? I'll never think of it. Is it Mancini? Yes, Don Mancini. Don Mancini. He is the he's the effects expert, I believe, for the first six of them. Yes. And then he bows out when they get really, really bad. Um, <laughs> there's a YouTube channel called enough. Dead Meat. Yes, the Dead Meat Dead Podcast. Meat, Dead them. Meat, love his podcast. Uh, only actually listen to one of his fucking podcasts, but I watch the I watch Kill Count like religiously, dude. Yes. Religiously, even in Ukraine, didn't miss an episode. Uh, yeah, Kill, Kill Count. Count is great. Kill Count. Shout great. out to our boy. Shit, James A. <laughs> Janice. You're the man, dude. I popped so hard when they were in Scream, and no one else in the theater knew who they were. And as soon as they were on screen, I was like, the, "That's James the series, the series, or the new movie?" Because I haven't seen oh, any of the it. Oh, the new movie. Oh, bruh, dude! Now, I, now I'm, uh, well, I know I I'm know going home and watching the night. Oh, I'm super excited. I wouldn't have broken for you, but dude, yeah, they they show we up. Tally up the victims in all our favorite horror movies. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, call as soon as I saw them, I was Love like, "Holy shit!" It's our, it's it's my boy, <laughs> Jamie. See if you can uh, see if you can pull up one of their episodes. Oh God, dude. <laughs> I'm no, sure I got that on. Oh man! For those who have never seen a Kill Count episode, we'll just give you a little. A Dude, shot, I could probably do his whole like his screens. OG intro. Oh yeah. Oh, Willie's Wonderland. So I just got to speaking of like flicks and stuff. So that guy Mike I was talking about that we were with that ended up being like a total shitbag and falling off the wagon. Yeah. Uh, he wanted us so bad to watch. Um that Nicolas Cage movie, Unbearable Weight of My Massive Talent or whatever it's yeah. called. The one where he basically just plays Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Finally actually watched it. Watched it today. Glorious. Before I came over, I like right before yet. I came over. Amazing. Wow. It was hilarious. I love Nicolas Cage. 
for me too. For starters, though, and like his his like indie horror flicks are super good. Mandy's amazing. Willy's Wonderland is awesome. Um, what's Mom and Dad? I think is another one that he's in. Is really good. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. I liked a lot. Could have been better. Could have been better. I would have liked it better only if Nicolas Cage would have talked a little bit. That's true. He didn't have like a line of dialogue. But yeah, no, he was cool. Yeah, I'm a big Nicolas Cage guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they're going to, there's no one attached officially to the project yet, but it's like an official thing. It's in development. They're going to make a Twisters movie. I'm just intrigued with the plot. Who's the. Who's the uh, ultimate uh, studio over the first Twisters? Was it Universal? Um, or was it Paramount? That's a good question. I would say, I'm going to guess Paramount. Mm. Distributed by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. And Universal. So okay, so Warner Universal. Brothers, Universal was the production company, I think. Yeah. Uh, dis- as far as distribu- distribution goes, yeah, I think. Warner like, Brothers is probably just the, the VHS yeah. dude's video release. Universal, then. Okay, so Universal. Uh, well, hmm. I don't know. Because Universal's, Universal's still behind Jurassic Park, right? Yes. So, if... Did you see the new one? Ah, bits and pieces of it. I see, I'm the same way. Bits and pieces and of it. I've it's seen not clips that I really held like, my attention enough to, like, I... keep me in it. Yeah. I've seen clips that I like, seen clips that I really don't like. It's like a combination. I'm like, so I feel like this is an up and down film. Yeah. Um, so I watched part of it on a flight from Amsterdam to Salt Lake City. Oh, no. Uh, didn't keep me interested enough to through the whole flight. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, what do I have to do on a flight across the Atlantic Ocean but sit and watch a movie and your movie didn't hold my attention enough to keep me awake on the flight? So I didn't, right. yeah, didn't really watch it. Uh, then I watched it again at my buddy's house in uh, Colorado Springs, hanging out. Couldn't keep my fucking attention then either. Uh, so I might try try to give it another shot when I go back to Colorado before I leave again. <coughs> Don't know, uh, working on an awful thing, you know? A little yeah, bit, uh, little bit of a little bit Probably uh, because you're in your mind, you're like, yeah. I'm only going to get about halfway through this movie. It was. I'm gonna stop. It was not very. The thing that I don't like about it. So a little, the tiny spoiler alert. There's big insects in this one, um, and the thing that makes me mad about big insects is that the only reason planet Earth had huge, large insects for a time was because the oxygen levels were not the same as they are now, which is why all the insects got tiny. Um, so we cannot yeah, support giant insects gigantic insects so that that part kind of took me out of it not that you know the science in jurassic park has been spot on a plus (laughs) i just want to see dinosaurs eat people yeah i'm just here to watch dinosaurs eat people that's pacific rim quality movie thought it was just going to be a monster giant robot monster beat-em-up and then you know it had like surprising surprising a little bit of depth i liked it and check this out yeah, this is not just a monster movie. But we should have. But now Guillermo... we're gonna make you think about stuff and yeah. feel. Yeah, Didn't, isn't that a Guillermo del Toro joint though? I think it is. Yeah, he yeah. does that shit to you, dude. We just watched that. We watched the first couple episodes of that Cabinet of Curiosities thing. Weird. But yeah, it's, it's haven't seen good, it. Good but weird. Um, speaking of good but weird, James Gunn 
Yeah. Take over DC, baby. Just watched uh just watched Thor Love and Thunder uh today, actually. How it? Uh James uh really good. I liked it. I actually really I actually I actually really liked it. A lot of people are like, Oh, it's way too leans too much into the comedy aspect and blah blah blah. But I'm not gonna lie, man. Every time them screaming goats came on screen, I fucking died. I about <laughs> fell out. That was it was funny. I liked it. And I no, it, it, it felt good. It felt like a good Marvel movie. It felt like a quality follow-up to Ragnarok and that it flowed with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe pretty well. Because, you know, the first standalone Thor movie was kind of like... Odd. Odd. A little odd. odd. And then the second one took itself way too seriously. and Like, Thor didn't really find his groove until Ragnarok. Yeah, well, what is the... The guy's name who directed the last two, Ragnarok. Uh, Taika Waititi, I'm Thank pretty you. sure. Taika Waititi, yeah. Directed the he, last. He, I like phenomenal his, director. He's a phenomenal director. I like his style of directing. Yeah, all of his movies that I've seen, yeah. I've, I've really kind of enjoyed. I, Thor: Love and Thunder is the only Thor movie I haven't seen. Dude, give it a watch. It's good. Don't listen to the internet naysayers because, like, ninety percent of the people that talk shit about the movies and stuff they like now, anyway. They're not going to make a better fucking movie. That's they can't true. make a better fucking movie. And true. you're never going to appeal or appease everyone. It's just not possible. So enjoy it for what it is. It's not going to be 100% comic book accurate. Because if they did, then your movie's only going to be like 30 minutes long. Because <laughs> comic books aren't long. So unless you do like the whole omnibus of like the Spider-Man clone saga was like... 60 issues long or whatever you're not gonna get feature length films out of this you gotta stretch it you gotta you gotta deviate a little bit and i don't know i liked it i was a fan that's Um, true i was yeah exactly i was a fan that's how i feel about the rings of power is it exactly the cimmerillion no but as we have already discussed we didn't read the books and i know a lot of people that read the hobbit and all of the Lord of the Rings books. And we're still like, yeah, I'm not reading the Cimmerillion. I'm not trying to. I didn't read our own Bible. Why would I read a Bible about elves? <laughs> <laughs> not reading that, bro. <laughs> not, even, not even interested a little bit. Um, But yeah, no. Uh, I liked Rings of Power. Um, the, My biggest complaints with Rings of Power are like production value. Yeah. Like... You get that sometimes. The costuming is really chintzy looking, and this is an Amazon production. Amazon's like they make the one boys. of the most profitable businesses on the planet. Well, not only that, you look at something like The Boys, where everything looks beautiful. Oh, The Boys all is the amazing. Time. Love The Boys. Uh, yeah, everything looks amazing all the time. Look at The Lord of the Rings movies oh my God. don't get me wrong they had like, like they had a massive budget for for the movies that they were and they recouped all that like it was amazing but you're gonna sit here and tell me that amazon doesn't have enough money to throw it the is. show that i don't even remember the studio that did fox 20th century fox was that who did lord of the rings i think so damn fox was doing good for a while there they had star wars and lord of the rings ballin ballin uh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Listen, to the man. old house of mouse and its uh, unquenchable thirst for all IPs. Say, <laughs> that Disney money is fucking no joke. <laughs> fucking billions of dollars. So, yeah, like even then. But, I mean, do you look at that and, like, there's, there's parts of... Because I was trying to think when I would watch it. I was like, what do they blow their budget on? 
and it had to be the visual effects. Because, yeah. like, the visual effects for Rings of Power are beautiful. Or Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy visual effects. And the practical effects. But are the costuming solid. and, the like, the regular costume costumes, really good. It's the armor specifically oh. that really takes me oh, out of no, it. Because it just looks like so fake. <laughs> it looks like Spirit Halloween. Oh, no. Like, walk into Spirit Halloween and get the knight's costume off of the fucking rack, and there you go. Oh, no. Like, you can tell it's, you can tell it's, like, plastic, or it's not, it's not, you can tell it's not metal. Yeah. If you go back and you have, like, a cut, and you do, like, a cut comparison between, um, the elf armor in, actually, the elves, let's stand corrected, the elves are one of the only, um, races or species in the Rings of Power where the armor looks good. And the same with the dwarfs a little bit. Their armor looks their armor looks pretty good, but like the human armor, the Numenorians, terrible. Their armor looks like absolute dog shit. Um and they're the Numenorians, like they're supposed to be like the end all be all of human civilization for like the time period that Rings of Power takes place. And uh yeah, no, your armor looks terrible. So if you look at like their armor and compare it to like the Riders of Rohan from the Twin Towers or um the Twin Towers, goddammit, I did it again. The two towers. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Uh I didn't even pick up on that. Or like the Gondor arm armor from um Return of the King. Uh the just the production quality is there and you can tell because like that's all metal armor and like real chainmail yeah. and shit. Uh so when you have an in-universe example already of of work that you've done, and that was decades ago, compared to what you're doing now, like what are you what are you doing? Why? Why did <laughs> what you, are you doing? What are you doing? Dropping the ball like that, and like not it's like not, that. and it's not like it's not like a far a, away scenes, yeah. and they look bad. Like these are up close, like to me and you, personal shots of them talking on like the decks of ships, and like. Your, your armor looks bad. No, oh, no. You that's, look bad. You look, you look like you look like you're wearing stormtrooper armor, and stormtrooper armor is allowed to look plastic because it's futury and it's Star yeah. Wars. This is medieval. Plastic isn't a thing yet. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not <laughs> acceptable. Dude, I just think. What is it? What is a fucking amateur hour over here? <laughs> <laughs> what is this ridiculousness? See, and well, what confuses me about the cheapness of that is like. It's not like you don't think you're, it's not like it's like a fan base that won't give you your money back. Yeah. They've more than proven if you make something good, they will cut, they will watch it. Well, dude, like the, the, and I have the, almost the same complaint really with the, with the Hobbit movies is they, they looked and they just, they, they just, they feel less gritty than Lord of the Rings. And maybe that's because it's supposed to be like a more peaceful time in Middle Earth, I guess. And maybe the same like goes here. To be more like fan- fantastical. Yeah, fantastical, right? So like I always hated it what they did with the like they where they CG'd the Hobbit's feet and they made the dwarves look kinda like silly in the Hobbit. Yeah. I always I always didn't like that. And then they kinda do the same here. They make the dwarves look a little silly. I was like, I'm not a big fan of that. Like Gimli was one of my favorite characters in Lord of the Rings. I was like, the dwarves are not goofy little people that live in the mountains. They're fucking hardcore little people that live in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> you got, listen, you got one part of that right. You got three parts of that right, and the only part that's important wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. Don't give them big comical feet. Um, 
They're hard people that live in the mountains. They're fucking hardcore people that live in the mountains. They sing to stones and They're shit. cold as fuck. They're <laughs> hardcore, man. Uh, but it is cool. Uh, in Rings of Power, you do get to see um, Moria. Ooh. So when Gandalf is like, I have no memory of this place. Well, now we get to have memories of that place, right. even though Gandalf does not. Um, yeah, no, it's wicked cool. You see, like, young Elrond. Which is dope, and Galadriel, cool. which is dope, because those guys do not get enough credit. Not love, enough they love. don't get enough. I don't think they get enough love. Oh, stickball! Ooh, stickball! <laughs> I was just clicking on the thing to get us back to Google, <laughs> but but yeah, dude, I've I'm trying to think about what I've kept up with TV show wise. So James Gunn's moving to DC. Yeah, he's going to DC. He's running everything, by the way. They're opening like a whole new thing. He's what? He's going to be their Kevin Feige. Yeah, they ended like DC Films is not a thing anymore. It's DC Studios now, and they're like he's going to be the head of everything, like animation and everything. And that makes me a little nervous. That's a lot. But that's I think, a lot, man. I think because that's not really his jam. But from what he's I not under- a production dude. From what I understand, the animation studio will just be left kind of just intact well yeah it should be there the dc animated Killing is it. the only thing that they ever do consistently better on uh, than marvel yeah their their animated movies are wonderful now i'm a giant nerd so i watch all the anime uh dude me too i watch all the dc yeah. animated they're the only ones that i actually wonderful. like try to make sure i watch wonderful. um to keep up on that shit's great and i fell in love with the dc animated universe with the justice league um, in Justice League Unlimited, yeah. growing up watching that shit on Cartoon Network, that was my jam, dude. Jamie jam. So, what do you like, think about the John Stewart show? That's the that's first. gonna be sick, I think, because so when they made the Green Era or the Green Lantern movie back with Ryan Reynolds, I was like, who the fuck is this honky ass Hal Jordan, Gr- Hal Jordan yeah. Green Lantern? Yeah. Where's <laughs> where is my man? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, Green. Green Lantern is black. Maybe there is racism in Hollywood yeah, because that's uh, how I felt. I was, my Green Lantern is a black guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I know. I'm just like, listen, I have always been an ally because my Green Lantern was always black. As soon as they said, oh, Hal Jordan, I was like, who? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, excuse me, sir. Air Force test pilot? Get the fuck. Air Force ain't got nothing cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where's John Stewart? Where's John Stewart? <laughs> and now... That was the first you thing. think there's going to be fine-ass hawk girl? I hope so. Then? That would be wonderful. Can't have can't have John Stewart's uh, Green Lantern without, without hawk girl. Without his lady. Without his lady. <laughs> without his lady that everybody was in love with. Oh, dude. We had a big old crush on. Let me look that up. Because I had stuff. Well, see, down. okay, so then I guess I guess you would be the person to ask. Because my wife told me this this morning, and I saw a couple of memes about it. So Henry Cavill is no longer going to be Geralt of Rivia yeah. because of this DC nonsense. That's what I hear. This bullshit. Just let DC die and keep the Witcher the same. Because that's, that's uh, what I'm saying. I he, love. The don't Witcher. get me wrong. He's really good as Superman, but like the DC Superman movies have not been a credit to the character Superman. Like Man of Steel. Good superhero flick, shitty Superman movie. Yeah. Because he lies and he steals and he's like, he's not Superman. Well, people hate the fact that Superman's a Boy Scout. And I always explain to people, I like that about Superman. He's supposed to be. What people don't understand. He has to be. Yeah. What people don't understand about Superman is I read a lot of comics and the good Superman comics, the thing they nail about him is that if he wanted to, 
he is basically a god among men. And if he wanted to, he could run shit. Yeah, he would Omni-Man. Yeah. He would, to, to spoil Invincible for any of you. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, you're sleeping. So yeah, what are you doing in your life? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Get it together. But yeah, he would essentially Omni-Man the planet. Yeah, if he wanted to. The whole point is he chooses to be like chooses to be this Boy Scout character and absolutely one hundred percent pure because he like to him that's what humanity is like that's the best of being a person and that's what he inspires to be like. It's true, and I think um, Tarantino probably summed it up the best in the end of Kill Bill Volume Two when Bill is sitting there talking to. Um, the bride yeah. right before their final duel. And he talks about uh, Superman and how Superman's costume is not the costume, uh, the tights and the cape and all that. Superman's costume is Clark Kent. Superman wakes up every day and he's Superman with all the powers and everything. And he has to be Clark Kent. And he plays mild mannered, mild mannered, clumsy reporter because that's how he sees Humanity. humanity is fragile, clumsy. They need they need protecting. They're, yeah, a, bunch, they they're a bunch of fucking nerds in yeah, suits with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like, I just think the, I think the big part of what people miss is like, despite all of his powers, the point of Superman is he's one of us. Yes, like he's that I love and I love Batman. I'm a big Batman guy, but all of Batman stories are super dark. Oh yeah, I mean, there's hope. At the I mean, end. that's his whole that's I mean, his, his whole thing that's too, though. That's his whole shtick. That's the whole thing. That's why I like Superman is because Superman is a lot more like, yeah, it's kind of corny sometimes, but he's supposed to be kind of corny. Who? Superman. Superman? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You're like, you're supposed to look at him and occasionally be like, God. Yeah, fucking Christ, Superman. Come off. Like when Captain America tells everybody language at the beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, Like, it's supposed to be a little like, You're supposed to be like, Jesus Christ, a little bit. Yeah. But that's the point. And I think it's beautiful. I'm... Soup, but although I have to say, did you watch? Have you seen the Batman? Not yet. It's the only thing I haven't actually like caught up on and watched that's new that I haven't seen. Cause I've even seen the new Top Gun. Oh, I see. I haven't seen that. Oh, dude, the new Top Gun is sick. That's everyone I've ever, I've talked to has said that. Everyone it's, I've talked to has been like, it is ridiculous. it is on par probably with the original. The soundtrack isn't as good. Well, obviously. So here's I mean, the thing: if, if, if they can't all be Kenny Loggins, yeah, everybody can be Kenny Loggins. It's like that sometimes. <laughs> Danger zone. Oh my god! It's, is that not in it? Is that in the movie? It's in the movie. Okay, thank God. It's in the movie. I was gonna be like, why make the movie? Yeah, why make the movie if, yeah, the movie if you're not gonna? If, they do. Uh, they do homages to all of the songs from the OG soundtrack. Lit. Um. But yeah, man, it's I'm I'm finally happy to see John Stewart get the recognition on the yeah. big screen, or even if it's just the, uh, the small screen. Even if it's just the small screen. Here, oh, I got a couple of facts that I can give you actually about this. So the writer, Seth Graham Smith, uh, he left after several regime changes. He wrote a full script for an entire eight episodes about Alan Scott and I believe Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner's another good another good lantern, I yeah. think. Uh, the show was originally though gonna be set around Alan Scott, who's the first openly gay Ah, that was another thing. Thor: Love and Thunder. They talked. They had. Uh, they had about um, openly gay characters. I see a lot of people being all poopy diaper face, like it's some like leftist liberal agenda or whatever. But I mean, if you think about it completely openly, 
like open mind about it. It's really no different than seeing heterosexual fucking couples as a little kid either. It's all if you think about it, if you think about it real like intense like it's all conditioning. Everything's conditioning all the time. Yeah, everything is conditioning. Um but yeah, he left which I would assume would suck. Could you imagine writing a full script for a for a whole fucking season of a show and then just being like, "Nah, I'm out of here." Well, dude, I couldn't imagine how many pages an actual a screen a teleplay is for like series series and stuff cuz I mean, I can't a screenplay is only like how many ideas you go through before and you throw out before you're just like, "No, this isn't it." Well, I mean, I mean, they got teams of writers on TV shows too, though, and stuff. So, I mean, he's not. Sure. It's not just this him. guy, but I, yeah, but I understand what this means. I mean, everybody talks about the creators of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender uh, all the time and how they're great. But I mean, like, yeah, they're great. And Avatar: The Last Airbender is amazing. But I mean, the show had a team of writers. Well, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about like when two people from a show move to something else. Like, it's not always going to be good because you have to understand like. There was a specific yeah, a whole creative for this TV team show. behind all of it. Yeah, dude. I'm nervous. Uh, that brings me actually to the Netflix live action Avatar: The Last Airbender series. I'm nervous for it. God, that movie was so bad. I've been burned once before, you M Night Shyamalan. I, yeah, I, you said you have. I have fallen into this trap before. What, what movie? <laughs> yeah. This has happened to me before. I, the big thing about this movie, the show, before the change to this, it has the biggest budget. Yeah. For an HBO Max show. For any of their shows? Yeah. Like, including Game of Thrones? Including and House like... of the Dragon, because it cataloged at $120 million for Green Lantern. And House of the Dragon was, I think, it like, a 90? So this wow. show should... There's a that... lot of talking in House of the Dragon. Yeah. Though. they If they keep that budget with a Green Lantern show with Jon Stewart... Oh, Dude, man. they would have to... It's got to be a big budget show, though, because, like, that's the whole... The thing, thing about Green Lantern is it's all space. It's all like crazy intergalactic wild stuff. Wild stuff. Like that's what yeah. they do. They they're like the policemen of space. Um so it's going to have to have a huge visual effects budget. Yeah, huge They cannot effects. skimp on the visual effect. They cannot Ooh. they cannot skimp on production value at all no. because Who's your Green Lantern. Who's your I mean, it's going to go Oh God, man! That's the big. If question. this goes tits up, if this goes tits up, that's probably going to be it for DC for a long time. Oh yeah, outside if, of like one-off movies. If Green Lantern goes, they're gonna the, I, the whole idea of having an interconnected universe will be. They'll throw that out the window. I think there's still a chance for it now. If this goes well, if they get the right guy to play John Stewart, and they just build a universe from the ground up, and you have because Henry Cavill's back as Superman, officially. Which I mean, okay, c- cool. But like, cool. like I said before, like Henry Cavill's a good Superman, but in the House of DC, they're wasted potential. That's true. I, and don't get me wrong, Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing, and I've seen some of James Gunn's other work outside of superhero movies, but like it's nothing. Solid. Yeah, but nothing in it shows me that he can be the cat that's gonna save DC. See, that's what I'm feeling. I, to me, it, this feels like I think this is. A he's got to have. He's gonna have to have a good team around yeah. him because I don't think he's got. I think it's. I don't think he's got it in him to pull it out. Pull it out himself. To have one, I have one creative figure to have a vision to have like, all right, this is this is where we're going. This is how we're gonna get there. This is you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's that guy. I think he could be, but I don't know. Here's the thing: I he is very much he's very involved. I don't know if how much he'll write and direct. Like that's it's just a lot to put on your plate, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm intrigued to see how that'll go. That's why. Can that's you why, delegate? That's I'll say. That's why I don't think it's going to to go out well. That's why I said earlier, like Feige is a his whole career in the film industry has been the production side of the house like that is his whole thing that's why the marvel cinematic universe and marvel studios has flourished and been able to do what it does because he is good at getting putting the right people in the right place to get the overall dream accomplished and that's what producers do um, well, James, good James, yeah, it's what the good producers do. James Gunn is a director and a phenomenal director, uh, and he's and a, and a good writer. And like you said, he's hands on, and that's not really what production is about. No, being well, a being a studio head is a lot more delegation than it is being you know in the trenches, getting the movie done, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. well, and that's like. Steven Spielberg. I've always the thing I've always read about him is he's super involved when he's a producer, and I'm just like, I, I, you can tell it clearly affects him. I just think it's a bad idea to have two creative visions in a movie, and I agree with you. It feels a lot like maybe James won't be able to keep himself, like help himself from yeah. getting creatively involved in certain things, and which is fine. But you can always, and it's the same with like Michael Bay. Too when Michael yeah. Bay produces a film but doesn't direct, like you can clearly see his influence. And the same with Spielberg. It's like if Spielberg's producing a film but he's not directing, like you can see his influence yeah. in the movie. You can feel it, like you know. Um, I think, you're, I and you don't want that. Bad. I don't think you want that. That would be bad for DC. I would like to see if I would like to hope that James can do the like do enough of good enough job like he's seen kevin close up close and personal enough right. to know like okay i just have to find the people who have a passion for this and are gonna direct something that's good right i have who's your dream john stewart live action dream john stewart my dream one is jonathan majors i think he's perfect i think like, just like the way he looks the way he like carries himself if he wasn't already Kang, I would be like, that would be the perfect guy. Yeah. Um, son of a bitch. I can't remember the dude's name, but he plays the dad in Nope, and he does the voice of the Arbiter in Master Chief. Oh, in Halo. Yes. I can't remember this guy's name for the life of me. I know, what you're talking um, about. I know exactly who you're talking about. But Beautiful he, voice. he's got... An incredible voice, and his voice is already very close to um, Keith David. Keith, Keith David. Keith David. Um, actually, look up and see who did the voice for John Stewart. That's true. Who did do the voice for John Stewart? Uh, voice justice, voice actor Justice League. Ah, Phil Lamar, of course. <laughs> Phil Lamar has done pretty like any oh man voice I wanted to be a voice actor for a really long time it's big into voice acting um uh Phil Lamar could do it if he put on the uh put on some extra extra muscle weight he could do it he's yeah. a very skinny guy but no um god damn we just had his name Keith David 
Keith David. Keith and him. Yeah, I, um, I think he would do really well just on the voice alone. That's true. Um, just on the voice alone, but maybe um, uh, let's think here. That's what I'm saying. It's a, an interesting question. It's tough. It's tough because it's like, well, do I want to see him younger? Do I want to see him older? How would I? How would I do it? Really? It would probably depend on what the story of the show is. Yeah. Like, who, for sure. Where in John Stewart's life are we? Yeah. <laughs> that would that's really what it'd have to come down to to me because man, there's so many So many great stories. So many tell great them. people And who would be that, great at it. They would be great in this role depending on where well, that's where they why would be at. I don't like the idea. I've never liked the idea as someone who's a comic book fan of having one actor play a particular character. Because like like Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson. I really like Robert Pattinson's version of Batman. But you I can, heard it was really good. You can tell, like, there's a lot of people who don't understand it, like, because their big complaint is like, oh, he doesn't act like Bruce Wayne. But that's the whole character arc. Well, this is this movie. is what this is like Batman Year, year two. One. Two. Okay, Year Two. This is his okay, second year is Batman. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense then. Now, then of course like, it's gonna. Because if you watched the uh, the animated Batman movies Year One or whatever, like that's. It's all the same kind of like he struggles being Bruce Wayne. He struggles being Batman because he's everything still super fresh. Like this is the youngest iteration yeah. of Batman we've seen on film. Yeah, by far. That's what Ever. that's what I get when you watch the movie is that it makes it very clear that he he's only been doing this for a little while. Yeah. And I love that version, and I think that like I think that's great. But I also think you could find a place in a comic book universe for like what Ben Affleck was doing, which was essentially the Dark Knight Batman. Yeah, which is just a super old, withered Batman who has been through a lot and is super brutal. I I never will agree with Batman killing people. No, I will never be cool with that. But I think you can find a place for a Batman like what he was trying to do. Well, this goes back again to the uh, to the DC animated movies, um, the Dark Knight movies, where Batman fights Superman, and that whole pretty much where they got Batman v Superman, the movie from this a the comics and then b this animated uh, film that came out, and yeah, no, uh, Ben Affleck does a really good that version of Batman. Yes, um, but that's the thing is like, and especially it's hard to find actors that are good at superheroes because they don't realize that they're two different characters right yeah. uh you're peter parker and you're spider-man you're not peter parker forward slash fucking spider-man their personalities are different like toby Maguire, fantastic fucking peter parker peter parker not a very good spider-man andrew garfield Great terrible peter parker phenomenal spider-man uh, tom holland does a really good both tom holland uh, for sure is the best of both he is he is good peter parker yeah. and he is good spider-man they really andrew is andrew is the best spider-man we've seen on he's the most comic book accurate version of the spider-man character yeah yeah Just the witty i about to say the witty mm -hmm. kind of like overconfident mm -hmm. <clears throat> Like that, he's. I think he's the best at that. That's the Spider-Man that I really want to see them mesh with Deadpool. Uh, yes, when, Andrew when they all finally yes. make yes, that, that would be that beautiful. would have been sick. That would be funny. They would play off each other really well. Oh yeah, but I I agree with you. Tom Holland does the best mixture of 
the kind of geeky nerd, but also like he's a believable nerdy yeah. Peter Parker. Well, I think um, people are super hard. Like his Peter Parker is growing, like is in a completely different universe than like the Tobey Maguire and yeah. Parker one. Like everybody's right. just like, oh, he didn't struggle. I'm just like, well, chill. Mm, There's a lot going yeah, on right. in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Because uh, I really liked No, I liked No Way Home. Now there was a lot in it. I was just like, this feels a little forced. Yeah, I liked it though. I was a fan. I it did it. seem, yeah, like that's now they, we're grasping at straws to get why a lot of this shit happened, which makes me feel like there's ultimately more at play as far as like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe goes. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I don't know if I if it's necessarily a good thing to feel that in your movies when you're watching they, a movie because I want to feel like I'm invested in my movie and it's not just a setup for something else I'll, like know. Secret War or whatever. Yeah, Secret Wars is. It seems like that's where they're going, but I, the big problem is first off, you're right. Like, there's a lot forced in there, but also my lizard brain can't help it. Like, because like when Matt Murdock showed up on screen, I just immediately uh, I about was died. Like, I was Fuck like, yes. yes! He was yeah. fantastic in She-Hulk, too. Yes, he, I haven't seen his episodes yet, but I've heard he's good. He's super good. Steals the show. But I just... Mm, I love I love Peter Parker. Probably one of my favorite comic books, one of my favorite heroes. And I think, oh, yeah. I don't think he's had a movie yet where you get to see what is my favorite characteristic of his, which is just... He has such a like an iron will. Like that's his best superpower yeah. is that he just refuses to give up. And that's that's something I don't think any of the Spider-Man have got a chance to show. No. And I think the closest we came was in No Way uh was it No Way Home. And I think that's the closest we've gotten. I think that's why I like it so much. Is the moment where he agrees to like give everything up to just be Spider-Man. It's yeah. like, just like, okay, this is the closest we've ever yeah. had. Spider-Man is, well, for sure, probably the most selfless hero yeah. uh, out there. And consistently so. Because, like, a lot of times you'll see your favorite uh, superheroes do selfless things. Of course, that's what they do. That's their whole job. Um, but you see it consistently out of Spider-Man, time and time and time again. Um, takes that whole secret identity thing very seriously. Very seriously. See what else I got on here. Uh, I had that. Did you see that Elon Musk is going to charge people twenty dollars a month? By the way, for, on Twitter, to get a check mark. Um, to get the, like the verified blue check mark. I think that's hilarious. That is hilarious. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't never really been, never really been a, a Twitter big guy. Twitter guy. I, I, I twittered when I was deployed to the first time. I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I've always I've been intrigued watching people freak out over him buying it specifically. Yeah. Just because, like, when everybody was like, oh, like, he could influence politics and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it's almost like if Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post or something like that. Almost. <laughs> yeah, fucking for real, dude. Uh, oh, God, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all interconnected. It is, it it's is all thing. But God, we really are mo- we such film nerds. We both have, are super deep. I've always been deep on television, like TV shows, like long form storytelling has always been my thing. But I love a good movie too. Yeah, I t- I didn't get big into television really, like to the same extent I was in the movies until uh, relatively recently. Yeah. Um, 
within the past like five years well, or so like probably um most of the content now is yeah well, it's all going to like streaming yeah, services episodic. and stuff like that um because you know television was d- different i feel like when we were kids, growing yeah. up and like when we were kid, like when i was a kids when i was a kid and like when television was going on or whatever it's like when we we would then start to get into like you would dvr something or so you could fast forward commercials and shit so yes so we've been on the cusp of this for a long time so i don't even really remember what tv shows were like except like reality tv reality tv is like the only thing i really remember watching what i mean clone wars Ooh, Clone yeah. Wars I've paid attention to. Avatar The Last Airbender I paid a lot of attention. I mean, I was in fifth grade when Avatar The Last Airbender came out. But I remember it being one of the first shows that I actually made like sure I, re- I tuned into every week so as not to miss an episode. Like, I would make, like if I was going to a friend of mine's house to stay the night and I knew they didn't have, like, Nickelodeon or whatever, I would go to their house after Avatar came on so that I wouldn't miss a fucking episode. God, yeah, that's... Or I'd make sure I could catch the rerun when I got home on Saturday morning. Like... See, I would never got as into Avatar The Last Airbender as other people did, but every oh, episode I watched was so good. Dude. I'm trying to remember the first show. Get into it now as an adult because you can binge it all on fucking Netflix and it's super easy. Yeah, the first show like that that I got super into that I was like, I will be here every week to watch was probably, <clears throat> I want to say Justice League Unlimited. We're like, even at a young, young age, like, because I, you know, right. I, I was, but I saw it when I was older. I was like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And it was just like every episode that I could first off fine to catch up but they had the episodes that played on like yeah, yeah, yeah. every week i was there every week dude and i just i think that was a start for me where i was just like all right this is the, like this is what i'm into this is the shit. teen titans teen oh titans God. i was the that original way original teen, teen titans. titans not teen titans go the original yeah i mean i don't know anything about teen titans go i haven't seen it i've seen like two. i mean it's not a terrible but it doesn't take itself very seriously whereas the first teen titans was like Oh, played as like a drama. Dude. Yeah, one of the most it dramatic television intense. shows I've ever watched in my life. Super good, super good quality. Um, yeah, no, I remember. I remember feeling that way about Justice League also and the Teen Titans and stuff. So like, there are some, but like, there wasn't live action TV. Didn't get me like that. No, I don't. Didn't get me to like pay attention. Pay I don't attention. Think I, I'm trying to think of the first big live action TV. Show uh, Ned's Declassified. Ned's yeah, Declassified Ned's was probably was one classic. of the ones that I that I really like hung on to to like get in. But I mean, Ned's declassified was coming out. 2006. While I was in junior high, I was in middle school. So like it was on par with my life at the time. So like we could really like, no, you can't relate because obviously we're not doing those kind of like hijinks and shenanigans in school, but like it still fit. Cause yeah. I don't know. It worked. It was a funny show. I really liked Ned's Declassified. Ned's Declassified is a underrated TV show. It's Classic. A, it's a very underrated coming of age story. Yeah, yeah, very good. Great show. Super hilarious. Oh, uh, Drake and Josh was another good one. God, Drake and Josh is one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, iCarly was a big fan of that. Uh, didn't stick around for it as long though, uh, mostly because I was, as I was, it was coming out. As I was going into like high school, yeah. So we were kind of, I was kind of done with that. Your, your tastes were shifting. Yeah, 
Except I never shifted away from Star Wars. I remember still oh, yes. recording all the Clone Wars, oh, yes. DVR and all the Clone Wars. Star Wars is the is the forever addiction. That, oh, yeah. That stuff hooks you in early. With so many people. You're in for life. So many people are like, uh, oh, you got tattoos, yeah? It's like, yep, I've got seven tattoos, and six of them are Star Wars related. Yep. <laughs> I have two more ta- I have like four more tattoos I'm getting. One of them is a Batman tattoo. Two of them are Star Wars tattoos. So, I, I mean, it's just... Again, that the life, the life being falling in love with cinema like that just gets you, and it never goes away. We'll start. I figured we could end with something real fun that I yeah. just started doing, and it was spooky season not long ago. It was Halloween yesterday, so I figured we could tier list the big horror movie franchises. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this is gonna be hard. It's gonna be. So, I love how fucking they include. Uh, Jurassic Park when really the only Jurassic Park movie that's like even a little bit scary scary is the first one yeah uh, okay cool so let's do Jurassic Park really quick what's the scariest moment of the first Jurassic Park to you since we both agree that that one's the only one that's really like horror movie-esque it is between for me personally when Ned gets eaten by the Dilophosaurus and the kitchen scene the kitchen scene haunts me just there's just something about when you see the raptor's nose in the window that it just sends a chill down your spine. Like that's a monster. That's uh, it's it's the good primal sort of fear it invokes because humans aren't oftentimes hunted by other animals. No, but like you can tell the velociraptors are hunting in the kitchen, like. They're out for blood. Yeah, they know. Um, there's no. They know you're in there. But for sure, when Dennis gets eaten by the Dilophosaurus, that's the scariest. Uh, that shit. That's the scariest part horrifying. of Jurassic Park for me. That's Same. horrifying. Just boom, pops open with the frills, the big neck thing, and blinds him. Yeah, no, nope, fuck that. The Dilophosaurus, horrifying. Where would you put Jurassic Park though? Let's just... On a horror movie tier list? Yeah. Like that at the is... fucking bottom. I need like a. I don't even know how I'm going to get to the top here. Because it's not scary. Jesus Christ, this is big. All right, some of these we may not rank because this is a lot of horror movies. I don't know that I would call all these franchises, ladies and gentlemen. Like Lake Placid. Oh, yeah, you can't call the – I mean, Lake Placid's probably got like four movies, though, even though three of them went straight to – four of them went straight to DVDs. That's very true. That's very true. Well, we'll get started here. We'll just go from top to bottom. The Exorcist. Oh, The Exorcist? Now, the, the whole franchise. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're doing this franchise-based, man, a lot of these guys get a, a lot of these guys get their balls cut off after, like, the third movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess we go just the movies. Okay, well, no, we can do – let's do – we can do the whole thing. Cause, we'll do the whole cause thing. Because you got you to yeah. think the whole – the whole, the whole big, thing. The so whole let's start daddy. with The Exorcist. The first Exorcist oh, is a classic. Really good. Second one's pretty good. The third one's even okay-ish. But after um, that, <laughs> you're wildin'. But let's do brand recognition. Everybody recognizes The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Everybody At least re- the first one. That theme song. Everyone recognizes the theme song. So it can, for for sheer knowing alone. Of like name recognition, it's got to go at least C tier. I agree. Um, the first two movies could probably put it in A. The first Exorcist, the first one, scary as fuck. Yeah, the first Exorcist movie is the first Exorcist like S tier movie for sure. But the rest of the franchise brings it down. So I would say I would say A or B, probably B. Yeah, I'd say B. B solely on the fact that after 
after two, you really it really gets kind of. Pfft. See now the thing, I wouldn't call this a franchise as much as it's like three movies in not interconnected made by different directors. Yeah, yeah. That being there's said, there's some like the Kurt Russell thing movie. I will go to my grave arguing this is one of the best horror movies. Oh, ever John Carpenter's made to the thing best horror movie ever made hands down my all time personal favorite yes S tier hundred percent it is horrifying Just based on at every S-tier. at every turn it's got the grotesque body horror it's got the suspense of like a who done it it could be any one of us kind of fucking horrors it's got uh, aliens which just the premise of of extraterrestrial life can. Sometimes for me, be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just the heebie-jeebies. Uh, it's got jump scares. Everything the you thi- everything look for, you look for in it's like got smart characters. Like none of the characters. They got none of the characters make stupid like, Why choices. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, no one's like, oh, I'd be better off if we go alone. Yeah, everyone makes super smart decisions that you're like, okay, that's correct, and. That's what makes scary movies super scary to me is when people do smart stuff and when they, they still get fucked yeah, up because because they're being realistic. Yeah. When your when your characters are being realistic and acting appropriately in the situation and they still get fucked on, that's what sucks. Yeah. That's what's scary because like those are smart guys in in the thing. Those are all scientists in Antarctica. Like, in okay, so let's talk of the OG like fifties one, uh, the black and white thing. I didn't actually see. I've seen parts of it. Uh, but the new the thing that came out the twenty eleven one, I actually liked it. Uh, I, like I liked it. how it tied into the yes. nineteen eighty two one there at the, at the and end. And I like cool. a lot like the few practical effects they do are beautiful. What upsets me the most is that all of the practical effect or all of the effects were done practically and then they I know, visually they affect over, over it. Oh and like ruined half of them. I'm always just like you guys That was the scariest part of part of John Carpenter's yeah. The thing was the most practical was so horror. Real. Oh, God. It was so gross and disgusting. The, all the time. scariest part in that movie, and it was actually what's funny because it made a Watch Mojo's uh, uh, top 10 list or maybe a top 20 list of scariest parts in horror movies is when the dudes go into give the guy the yes, defibrillator and his, and his stomach opens, opens up. up and it eats him. Dude, Dude that used to it, be something myself. that haunted me as a child. I'll tell you haunted what haunts me from that movie. Is when the dude gets assimilated and or partially assimilated, and they chase him out there. The scream that comes oh, out of him—that shit haunted oh, my nightmares dude. for years. That's the same kind of scream they had in like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, the just, thing. If you guys have never seen the thing, the 1982 thing. Oh, it's there. amazing! He's Absolutely amazing. Pure horror. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now this is a movie. Where it's just looking at me a lot like how I rank Friday the third. Are we ranking on scary or are we ranking on entertainment value? Because the second Silent Night, Deadly Night has the one of the greatest memes of all time in it. Which is the garbage day followed by him blasting people. Yes. This is where that move what movie series that is from, and it is awesome. Again, I'd say probably for like recognition A or S, like everybody knows Silent Night, Deadly Night, but again, probably C. I don't think it's as as good as like The Exorcist. No. And but there's tons of them and they're all like just bloody good fun. Yeah, all of them are just fun. bloody good fun. And then the new one, the newest one is uh, you know, very poignant with its with its themes and stuff about, you know, yeah. sexuality and all that. <laughs> Resident Evil. This is an interesting one for me. 
I don't, don't really like consider them horror movies. I don't really like any of them. But you can't say that they're not good action flicks, so probably like B. And they're riding yeah. off of the coattails of the games. Which are amazing. Which are great. All the Resident Evil games are great. And I don't I haven't even played a lot of them. The only one I really, really played. Uh, you know, was dude, the move that one. down. Move that Resident Evil down. down to C. Yeah. I agree. I'll tell you though, the new movie that came out was pretty good and the the Netflix series is not is not too bad. Yeah. I have only seen the the Netflix series got canceled, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's wild. After one season the internet is mean. They are mean. The internet is a mean, mean place. <laughs> the Fly. I don't know. Again, don't know that I consider it a series. Yeah, I was gonna say there's 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 only two oh, of yeah, them. Here. There's only two of them. I don't know if we'll get to all and of these. And you can lot. put The Fly in like A or S because Jeff Goldblum's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm going at least to A because yeah. I've seen the first Fly and it's horrific. Like one of the most low key. Uh, it's what Cronenberg. Cronenberg's known for his just grotesque. Uh, physical uh uh practical body effects Candyman. this is a hard one for me the first two movies are great Candyman three sucks and the remake is really good s yeah i know i know grown folk that won't say Candyman in the bathroom dude i listen my fiance is we're both down to we're both down to like we each only get it like one more time a piece hide all my reflective stuff yeah (laughs) yeah i'm about to say I like, I'll listen. I'll bloody marry you all day. I don't give a single shit. You, uh, there's only so many times I will say Candyman in a mirror, in a reflective surface before I'm just like, nah. I, Tony Todd ain't coming to get yeah, me in the middle of fucking marry night. Yeah, bloody long. Fuck that little bitch up. <laughs> but Tony Todd would wreck my shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not waiting for Tony Todd to come around. Camp Blood. What is this? Camp Blood. We'll we'll just go with don't know. Yep, don't know that one. The Howling. Don't know that one. Seen all the two you of the saw human all the human centipedes. I haven't seen the last one. Um, I would say C, C, uh, D, at best D tier would probably be where I'm, my, my feels go-to. very like it's very indie foreign flick in its, its production grimy. value. Not a fan. Yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I've only seen one. It yeah, was hilarious, but was I would funny. I would say. Uh, yeah, C, 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 or D. In, C or D falls in like the campy sort of. Are you having a good time? Yeah, Boogeyman. Don't really remember it. I remember it. Not great. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth goes. I think I might. It's same with like Killer Tomatoes. Like it's campy. It's good fun. Delete this E row. We'll just. Uh, it's good. It's have. good fun, and it starts out super strong, and it's got really quality like movies sprinkled throughout so i'd say friday the 13th goes like s or a oh yeah friday the 13th is an s but that's for me specifically because my dad loved these movies and i have grown up watching them yeah so they're like my favorite like spooky time movies we watched every single one of them when i was deployed oh yeah and don't get me wrong they're stupid Oh, a they lot of them are real bad. So a lot dumb. of them are so bad. But there's something so entertaining. Like, the sixth one's probably my favorite one. The one where he comes back to life, where they jab him, where Tommy jabs him with the thing. And, and he gets struck by lightning. Yeah. See, Isn't that when Jason goes to hell? Yeah. Yeah. And see, I've always, like I said, I always tell people Jason's a Christian. God is on his side in those movies. God Think about it. Funny. He kills... 
people who have premarital sex. Yeah, can't be doing that. Can't be drinking or can't doing the drugs. Doing the That's drugs. what I always said. If I had kids, I would show them like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth to teach them abstinence. Yeah. Be like if you have premarital sex, these guys are gonna come and they're gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> if you have premarital sex, you will be murdered by Jason. You will be murdered by Jason or Michael Myers brutally. And that's the best part about these movies: the special effects, as we just talked about, Don Mancini. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. So I, I'll go S. Oh, yeah, S People can sure. get as hot with me as they want. Fuck them. Lake Placid. No, first Lake Placid. First Lake Placid. Low killer. Key, so fun. Uh, F. Yeah. Because it's also not scary. No, it's not scary at all. It's such a good time. Open Water, though? First the one first one, one? Super spooky. Very eerie. Super spooky. Very, like, tense. Um, C. Yeah. I would say it's one of those movies, like, the first movie I really like. Again, The Lost Boys, not really a series. I wouldn't say either. We'll just have to scroll through these and see the ones that we know. Wishmaster. Now, entertainment value, a 10 out of 10. Are they scary? Not really. No. Not particularly. I would say, I would put them in D. If you if you are laying at home and you have a day yourself and they're on TV, watch them. You will have a, a blasty blast. But don't go out of your way. Don't go out of your way. Yeah, don't go out of your way to go watch a Wishmaster movie. Uh, I think so far we're pretty solid. Scanners? Here. Scanners is pretty good. The first one was super scary. I can't say I've seen these. I've I think I've only actually seen the first one. Well, based off the first one, where would you based go? Based off the first one? probably be with the exorcist no nah, it's evil like dead. head stuff it's s I they're all s they're evil all dead s. one evil dead two ash versus the evil dead the, the fucking the remake's amazing uh, i don't know what terror tunes is i don't know what terror tunes is here look at us i mean these are a lot of horror franchises are scary movies would you consider that a horror franchise no nah, it's like jurassic park it's horror jason f yeah. That's horror adjacent. I would. It's horror comedy. It's not yeah. even really horror. Now, The Lost Boys again. Would you consider that a franchise? I wouldn't consider or just a, a franchise movie? single movie. A a as the single movie. Lost Boys is a solid yeah. flick. Yeah, we have to say we gotta we gotta trim some of this fat too. There's a lot of movies down here. Okay, we're trimming fat. <laughs> I'm just kind of like looking through and seeing the big boys at this point. All right, we'll get we'll move. Uh, up. We'll just move. We'll move ooh, up. To the big Phantasm. Boys. Phantasm and I spit on your grave. Both classic uh both classic like series i think i spit on your grave i'd have to go like s or a tier there's something about like Ooh, i like the rape revenge oh yeah that's oh, a good thing fucking really you know what movie because like homie does. doesn't play that like sex sex crimes of shit neither. so anytime i get to watch like somebody that's done that like get a horrible comeuppance i'm all for it so yeah i spit on your graves definitely one of the wonderful, one of the franchises wonderful. that fucking does it for me uh for me like nightmare on elm tree where would we put nightmare on elm tree because that's yes. another one I, I Friday agree. the 13th, Halloween. It's the big it's it's the big 3 of horror. That's true. I see Nightmare on Elm Street is another one of those movies like when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, what's your favorite nightmare movie? Are you a Dream Warriors guy? Cuz I am. Dream Warriors is probably like my second favorite. I really you can't I can't beat the first one. Dude. Yeah. The first one's so I'm yeah. your boyfriend now, Nancy. Yeah. The first one's so good. It's the first one or Dream Warriors. I go back and forth. Dream Warriors is super good, super twisted. I like the um, the remake too, or um, New Nightmare. Wes Craven's New Nightmare was actually really good. 
Um, scroll through here. Hot take: the the Purge movies. I would put it like D. It's yes, they're not scary, concept. but it's a good concept. I like it. Not scary. I like what they're about. Um, same with like Zombieland. Not super scary. Scroll back up here. Ooh, Zombieland. It's, again, not scary. Horror adjacent. Texas Chainsaw Massacre's got to go up to like S level too. Dude, that first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, the first one ever made, might be, along with the thing, this one of the scariest fucking movies I've ever seen in my it's life. It's my brother uh, Brandon's uh, favorite horror movie. Favorite horror movie. No the, the OG one, like scariest for him, hands yeah, down. Yeah, can't can't really argue with that. It was it's a horrifying film for anyone who's never seen the original. If you've never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, genuinely terrifying. Oh yeah, it's. Not like Friday the Thirteenth, the ones where other other ones talk about genuinely scary. Yeah, yeah, spooky, Just so creepy. Um, Jaws is an A. I wouldn't put an S because the later movies, are the later movies are really bad, corny. Um, but that first, the movie first is one's so got good. got all the good parts, everything you'd expect out ADD. of like a traditional American style yeah. monster flick where you never really see the monster, and that's what I like about our versions of monster movies. Um, my wife hates it. She's big on like the Japanese monster flick or like the Korean really? monster flick, like, where like um, you see the monster the whole time, like the, like the host. Yeah, yeah. I like the host, but I don't like it as much as our monster movies. Mm, Sleepaway Camp is a I, Sleepaway Camp's like a CD for me. Yeah, for sure. It's a classic, but it's, it's not got really a good. Great. Um, it's not like a quality cold following. We'll just scroll through these and judge them. That's what we'll do instead of putting them on this list thing because there's too many trivial list. the hills have eyes are really good the rings juwan, juwan which is yeah. not uh what is that one have the you ever Grudge. seen the, the vhs movies yeah they're all really good they're all really re- the first two are yeah, the first, the first one's fantastic. so good the first one's super good the first one is premier indie horror at its finest oh yeah i mean just because for yes. those who haven't seen it, what it, VHS is, is that like an anthology story with like each little each section, like a little different, little um, different story for you, and each of them are kind of creepy. And all of them are also different types of horror. So like one would be like a jump creature scare, feature. another one will be like creature feature, one will be suspense or something like that. So yeah, uh, dude, Urban Legend really great. A See, series I just started watching those and uh, they are really interesting to me um oh man I, I just saw a fucking uh creature from the black lagoon quality flick 28 days later is probably my favorite zombie movie oh yeah it's the like for sure most my well made movie. Rom- zombie movie there is tales from the hood tales from s tier it's creep show but yeah i'm pretty sure uh Keith Davis is the uh, the Crypt Keeper. I think he is Keith, Keith David, yeah. I believe so. I believe he is the Crypt Keeper in that movie. In that. The Strangers are really good, man. There's a lot of quality. I would say... Jack Frost. Jack Frost. <laughs> Jack Frost is one of the movies that it's not as scary, but it's very entertaining. Oh, yeah. That's one of the most entertaining films. See, Paranormal Activity. That's an interesting one. Because you could have an argument about each movie. The first one, very solid. Um, Especially made on a shoestring budget. The second one, I think, is probably my favorite of those movies. And the second one, I think, is probably the scariest one. Yeah, um, the second one. I I like marked ones a lot. Saw. Saw is really good. 
all the Saw movies are pretty solid. Are, are solid too great. I don't know if I'd count Underworld as a horror flick, yeah. but I liked all of those. The end of the first Saw movie... Is. Where he just gets up. Yeah, and you're just like, what the fucking fuck? what? That's great. Yeah, mind-blowing. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like to see twist. in theaters. Obviously, Halloween is S-tier. S-tier. 100%. Now, have you seen the new one? Halloween Ends? Yeah. I have not seen Halloween Ends yet. E. Not. It's, it, it, it's confusing. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It's, How? It's just like, well, like... I don't want to spoil it for you in a lot of ways, but it's just like... The, I probably won't see it for a while now. The plot line of it is very... Like, it's not Michael-centric. It's not mm. It's not focused on Michael and Lori. Like, it's not... That's what confused me about it. Is it's okay. not really focused in the sense that... In the place it's kind of marketed like it is. Oh, uh, I hate that. Yeah. I so, hate it when a... I hate it when a movie's... Like when the when the trailer doesn't actually sell the movie. Yeah, I, I, ooh, I, would, I can't forget Child's Play. Either, oh sorry. yeah, Child's Play is great. Child's Play is wonderful. Yeah, that's what I would say. I feel the I feel bad for David Gordon Green who directed it and like wrote it because I don't feel like it's his fault because it doesn't look like the movie. I would say oh, we'll put it A S. What do you think? S. Yeah. S. Yeah. Chuck. I just got done watching the kill count recounts. Chucky's an eye. Chucky's an icon. Can't really. Oh, Brad Dourif. Dusk Till Dawn, phenomenal movie. The Children of the Corn. I love The Children of the Corn. It's probably one of my favorite uh, Stephen King flicks. Ever, yeah. God, The Children of the Corn. The first Children of the Corn. There's just too many to rank all of these. Oh, yeah. There's so, so many. So many. What else? So many franchises. Happy Death Days. Those were good. Scream. Oh, my God. Happy Death Days were great. Amazing. The new Scream was directed by the guys who made Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I bet it's really good. Directed and written. It's super good. Very, very Peace Day Resistance. Ooh, Wrong Turn. Great, great series of movies. Oh, yeah. Those are the super gory movies. Yeah. Although, I will say, I have a friend who those were the movies he always put on when he was having a lady friend over, and I was just like, what a fascinating film to put on like a fascinating film series to put on to get laid yeah yeah <laughs> like well i mean dude it'd be the same like oh tremors is s tier oh me. my god tremors is s tier i'm so glad down. you said that i'm part of fucking uh burt grummer subterranean meme stash all of like. them all of them <laughs> does it people ask they're like oh which tremors movie do i'm like i watch all of them. all the tremors movies all which tremors movies is your favorite yeah. yes yeah yes Yes. Give me all of them. I will swallow. The first them. one for sure is my favorite just because, like, the casting for the first movie is great. Kevin Chef's Bacon. Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. But you know what? The second one is underrated. The sal- yeah, when they're in Mexico. Ah, oh, dude, there's really... They're all they're all so bad, there's not really a bad Tremors movie. Yeah. Except maybe the ones with... um. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. those ones kind of. Those are kind of a lot. But that's okay because Bert makes up for it. Yeah, I mean, as I'll watch them as long as Bert's in them. I was. Yeah. They talked about making a TV show that he wasn't going to be in. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, not watching, not watching that. that. I don't care that Kevin Bacon's going to be in it. I'm not <laughs> watching Kevin that. Ba- I didn't watch Tremors for Kevin Bacon in the first place. Yeah, I didn't keep watching these movies for <laughs> Kevin Bacon. He's only in the first yeah. one. I was never hopeful for Kevin Bacon's return, yeah. all right? Don't get me wrong. I was amazed you guys even got him to do it for a second. <laughs> for even a second. But I was never, like, hopeful that he would return to my franchise. Yeah, right. Have you seen the new Hellraiser? Uh, I've not seen the new one yet, but I heard it's super good. Very, very good. The person who plays Pinhead does a wonderful, wonderful job. Um, it's lady. It's a lady Pinhead, isn't it? 
a translady pinhead, I believe. Ooh. Even further. But yes, a lady pinhead. A lady pinhead. Cinnabites. Cinnabites are wild. Cinnabites. Sounds like something you should get it uh, uh I'll go A. Yeah, it's something you can get at uh like Taco Some, Bell. Cinnabon. You gonna get gonna get uh, some Cinnabites some... later? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The one with the CDs on her face. Oh, I wouldn't call Blade Hellraiser or, three, but Blade. The, Blade. The second Blade is one of the best vampire movies ever. Oh yes. Blade Trinity. Is cheesy book oh it's right. so cheesy it's probably one of my favorites so it's got triple h and a fat face i'm not gonna lie though blade trinity i think was the first blade movie i actually saw and then i was like Ooh. i gotta see all the other blade yeah you gotta see all the other if ones. this is the third one i gotta see all the other blade movies jeepers creepers great pretty great poltergeist all those are good speaking of jeepers creepers i mean we just talked about we talked about predator earlier we really only like three predator movies I would say Predator's like a C tier. Prey might bump it up to B because Prey was real good. Yeah, it's one of those recognition things, though, yeah. too. Like, it's it's a big brand um, that has made, I'd say, consistent films. There's never been a Predator movie that, like, fell off yeah, or like, didn't really oh. do it for me. But none of the Predator movies really stick out except Prey and obviously the first Predator. Yeah. Uh, Scream we talked about was obviously an S tier. What a, I mean, what a wild franchise that is. Yeah. I'm feeling a little woozy, man. I'm feeling a little woozy, man. And then Nev Campbell is just the ultimate final girl. Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen um, Your Next? Yes. Great. One of the one of the best bait and switch movies I've oh, ever seen. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. 47 Meters Down was actually pretty good. Absolutely. Love 47 Meters Down. Haven't seen the second one. Uh, nope. Haven't seen the second one either. I like the first Conjuring, and I'm not. I don't even believe, I don't believe in ghosts. I love the first Conjuring. The okay. first Conjuring is amazing. Fuck, the Conjuring 2 is also pretty yeah. good. But all the other Conjuring uh, universe movies, movies, fucking hate them. <laughs> Absolutely like hate them. Conjuring movies, solid. All the other Conjuring movies, No trash. Ed Lorraine, I'm not in. Nope. No, not in. Not in for Annabelle, and not because the doll's creepy, but like, mm, nope, doesn't do it for me. The Nun didn't do it for me. Um, Shining is S tier because not only is The Shining good, but Doctor Sleep is great. Doctor Sleep's amazing. Yeah. I could Uh, use some actual sleep. Could use some actual sleep. Bikini Bloodbath. I haven't actually seen that one, but that one seems absolutely hilarious. Seems like as we. Seems like as we talk about it, it would probably, if we're basing uh, our tier list on just boobies and slasherness, it yeah. would probably be S tier, but it's probably going to be like D. Double D. Ha <laughs> ha! Bikini joke. Bikini joke, baby! <laughs> well, I don't know that we'll get all these ranked, but the, we'll get There's some, no way. We'll, get all, we'll give you what we've got here. Uh, the Thing, Friday the 13th, Candyman, The Evil Dead, because I, I think it give give you a pretty good range of our tastes here yeah right texas chainsaw massacre halloween child's player all s tier the fly the lost boys I spit on your grave phantasm hellraiser and a the exorcist scanners and jaws are at b resident evil silent night daily night attack of the killer tomatoes which i've only seen in open water at c we've passed it a couple of times but um evil bong or killer bong or whatever would yeah. definitely go and like c evil bong goes in c well, with killer I think, tomatoes like, like prom night probably go see yeah D maybe same dust thing. till dawn another dust like good dawn. middle of the road scream is an s tier 
as you can obviously hear, Scream is S A at least. Oh yeah. And then in the we kind of have all the like horror adjacent movies in F. Yeah, all the horror adjacent goes in F because they're not really horror movies. Like Jurassic Park, it's not a horror no movie. one's gonna sit here and tell you even even James A. Janice. We'll tell you like this. Is we'll not tell a you movie. it's 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 horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. adjacent. The it's, Invisible Man quality flick. All the Cloverfields are really good. All the Cloverfield, the oh, first Cloverfield, the first Cloverfield's amazing. It's probably like my favorite like found footage shaky oh, yeah. cam movie ever. Well, sir. God, so good. That'll probably do it for us. Yeah? Is that going to wrap it up? It's going to wrap it up. I don't have any. I wanted to get that quick tier list run down from movie things for you because I knew this is what we would end up doing is ranting and raving. But yeah, man. Oh, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, Philip. One more time. We'll get, we've got it all pulled up here. Hell yeah. Um, Dark Horse Allies. Don't let um, Western media fool you. There's still a war happening inside of Ukraine. There's still. Um, crimes against humanity and war crimes happening every day with the targeting of civilian infrastructure by the Russian military. So, uh, yeah, donate your time, your effort, your money. Um, just be a part of the difference you want to see in the world is what I said earlier. Absolutely. Um, and, like, you know that this that this is a good thing. Like, it's, again, it's it's hard to see in our lives – so clear clearly defined examples of good versus bad yeah um and this is this is one of very rarely is the world black and white and in this scenario it's pretty black it's pretty black and white Um, but dark horse allies you can find them on instagram facebook twitter and pretty much any pretty much any social media um i don't think we have a tiktok right now but we will soon um and probably a Snapchat too. Might as well just might as well just get them all, all right. Yeah. Um, and OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not OnlyFans. Maybe we'll do Patreon instead. There you go. Uh, but you can find us on the same places uh, at the Planet Comedy on Facebook and Instagram, and then at the PCP Gang on Twitter. You can find the show, the Planet Comedy Podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Philip, thank you so much for joining me. And Hell yeah, man! Uh, anytime. anytime, anytime. I had a great time. I'll be happy to come on and talk about uh, anything from serious world events to talking more shit about movies. Oh, yeah. I'm down for everything. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful rest of your day.